Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Two Compass Basketball Podcast, where we cover a plethora of topics such as, should we press the panic button on the Raptors yet, Golden State's outlook, and also the trade landscape for Harden, plus much, much more. Y'all really getting spoiled with all these amazing guests, and we have another one today, so stay tuned. But don't forget, this pod is partnered with Amateur Hour Sports Network, so give a follow to our IG for more information and hop on the website in the bio. Y'all know what's coming up next, so I ain't gotta say anything. Know it all? Please drop that beat. All right, everyone, we're back. We have another very special episode for all you guys. I know it's been a little while. Um, I have my my good friend Liam here. Yeah. What's up, Liam? Hey, uh, yeah, it's been a while because I've been uh, hung over <laughs> for the last 10 days since New Year's Eve, which was our last episode, but finally got over yeah. it. So I'm uh, I'm happy to be here and uh, and record I again. You, I feel you. I feel you. But, but safely getting fucked up, though. Like, not, yeah. not going out. So, yeah. No, yeah, it was in the basement on Zoom with my dad, so. Got yeah. it, got it. Yeah, no, I Very feel you there. <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. All right, so we have another special guest today. Um, it's my pleasure to welcome one of Laurentian University's finest, an absolute treasure, the original lethal shooter, as you guys saw on Instagram, standing at six foot three, and one of the nicest guys I know, JD West. How's it going, man? <laughs> good, good. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm of course, uh, excited man. to be here. And wow, what an intro. You <laughs> told me it was going to be good, but I did not expect that. <laughs> you know, I do I do my digging. You know, I pulled up, pulled up some stats. Very impressed. And then oh, I was God. like, you know, I had to. <laughs> um, okay, so I kind of want to just like start off this podcast on like, a little bit more serious note. Um, we are a basketball-focused podcast. So um, we're in like, we're in full support of everything that's been happening. And like the NBA players' actions towards the events that happened uh, a few days ago. Uh, in Capitol Hill, uh, we we are fully supportive of equality for everyone, no matter who you are. Um, we applaud all the M- WNBA and NBA players for giving a voice to those who don't have as big of one or as big of a platform. So we just kind of want to, I just wanted to get it out there because we are supportive of equality and everyone having a fair shot, uh, anything they do. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'll, I'll give it to you like JD or Liam if you guys want to have uh, any words on that. That's recent events. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. You said it well, Dan. I just, uh, I think USA, you guys are close to the finish line, getting Trump out and uh, just get there. And I just can't wait for that guy to not have any more power anymore and not be making any decisions and uh, hopefully move forward um, as a country. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't got too much. Just uh, you hate yeah, to, you hate to see d- stupid people doing stupid things. Yeah. Yeah, pretty simple as that. And I think, Daniel, you said it pretty well too. But um, yeah, I think it's important for players to to speak up and, you know, say their feelings and, and what they're experiencing. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, sure, they are, you know, famous basketball players getting paid quite generously to do uh, basically a children's game. But at the end of the day, they're also humans and a citizen of any other country. So um, I think it's important that they, you know, stand up and, and, speak to what they think should be represented in a, in a country like that. And, um, I was just, I was happy to see some guys like, you know, say some things and, and come out to the media after the games. I know they were all waiting to question almost every player. And we saw all the different teams do their, you know, their unity stances before the games. Um, I particularly liked what, what Jalen Brown said, um, post game. I'm not sure if you guys caught yeah, that one, but yeah. I think from him, like he's, 
you know, he's growing his name in the league, but he's not mm-hmm. like as as big as someone like LeBron, who was always speaking out against these uh, instances. Yeah. Um, I think it was just really nice to hear someone <clears throat> from like his stature speak mm-hmm. to it so so well and so articulate. I think what he said was was really great, and um, you know, maybe look to him a little bit more for for comments on issues like this going forward. Yeah, for sure, and I de- definitely I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly, he was definitely one of the people, one of the first people to go out and like. Like yeah. walk the protest for BLM and stuff like that. Like when um, everything kind of was going down like last year. Um, mm-hmm. I def- I think I remember a few photos or videos of him like walking with uh, protesters. So um, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I think I remember those videos. No, I think I think you're right too. I did see that. Yeah. So and and it's not even like I know we're we're from Canada, so we're kind of removed from everything. But mm-hmm. it's just like inequality and like unfairness in general. Um, it's all over the world, not just in one country. It's kind of just. Um, everything's kind of blowing over there now so it just like we're just like um advocates for that in general like obviously we we kind of have our thoughts out for everyone there but um it just um i know we're in we're kind of separated from it but it's kind of a, a overall issue too that uh needs to be tackled everywhere not just like in in one country right absolutely all right so i guess we i'm happy i got to say that because it's definitely something that um is very like uh, meaningful to me and i'm definitely an advocate of it so happy you got to get that out there um hopefully all the best for for everyone uh for our, our brothers and sisters uh down south there so um but yeah um i guess in a kind of back to um what we usually talk about which is basically just banter and um making fun of each other but um so i guess i know liam you kind of want you kind of want to bring this up in our meeting but you want to talk about the raptors I do want to poke the bear because, <laughs> and now it's, I, it was, uh, still recently last time we recorded, I said it was a week ago that Daniel had the audacity to bet me that the Raptors <laughs> would finish above the Brooklyn Nets and it looked bad then, <clears throat> excuse me. It looked bad then. It looks even worse now. And the Raptors are, I mean, they actually won the, uh, uh, La Friday last night, two nights ago against the Kings. Uh, but that was two nights ago. Yeah, what is that? Friday, their second, yeah, yeah. their second win. So yeah, I don't second know, Dan. Win, yeah. I didn't expect yeah. the Raptors to be this bad, um, but that's looking like a banker yeah. for me. I don't know. Defend I mean, your like, team. I mean, I'll bite it. Like they put up 144 points, so like I'm the offense was there at least then because yeah. that was the issue, right? Like they were putting like mm-hmm. subpar like 115. Uh, I don't know the exact number, but very low scoring games compared to like what the NBA is now. So I'm happy they actually like put up points. Uh, Siakam played really well. He got a lot of assists. Um, we had Fre- Freddie step up even without Kyle Lowry there uh, out for personal issues. So uh, I was just happy they put on a good performance finally. And um, yeah. But uh, hopefully they can continue because I know they don't have the greatest opponents coming out. I know they play Charlotte twice this week. Um, I don't know, who do they play tomorrow or tonight? I forgot who it was. They... Uh... Um, they got Golden State tonight, I think. Golden actually. State, yeah. So it wasn't. Yeah. They're not like the greatest opponents, but um, so I think I'm hoping they could carry that over. But uh, yeah, you know, you're right, Liam. It's a, it's been a really shit start. So I can't <laughs> even like make it easy. <laughs> uh, so as hopeful as I am, but uh, it is just the beginning of the season, and and to be fair, Brooklyn hasn't been the greatest either. I know KD and Steph yeah. have been out. Yeah. I mean, not Steph. KD and uh, okay. Kyrie been out for a little bit, but. Uh, so yeah, so they're five and five, but uh, yeah, no, JD, what are your thoughts? Because you're a Raptors fan too, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely a Raptors fan. Um, I don't know if I would have taken that bet <laughs> at the start of the year. <laughs> I don't know if God, I would have done that. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a Raptors fan, but I don't know if I'm that blind of a Raptors fan. Um, blind. I was, I was, 
I was pleased with that win on Friday too against, uh, I don't care if it's against the Kings too, and they're not in yeah. a great spot in the West either, but mm-hmm. um, it was a good team win, like you said, put up 144 points, which was just a great amount for them. And then you had some guys uh, get in there and play really well too, like Terrence Davis had a great yeah. game, which I'm, mm-hmm. I think might have been his best all year. I, I think yeah, it has, it has been. Yeah, it has I been. think it is. And I think he's um, like he was only like averaging like fifteen, like ten to fifteen minutes before, and I think he had like twenty two or something like yeah. last game. So yeah, really good for him. Um, and I think like when a team's struggling, like that's that's what you need. You need those different guys to to step up, and you, yeah, you never know sure. what you can get from them. And if if they can get rolling, that can you know help out with team momentum. So definitely happy with that win. But they're from these first eight games, like they don't look good at all. So I'm I'm a yeah. little bit worried. I know I, I do want to keep saying, Hey, it's still early. Like, don't worry about it. But mm-hmm. at what point can, do you have to stop saying, Hey, it's too yeah. early? And like, yeah. they suck. Like, 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 you know, what do you, what do you it's think? It's a shorter season like, this year, too. Like, when is it, when, when do you push the panic button, do you think then? Like, oh. like, how many games in do you think if like they continue this kind of play? I think 20 games. 20? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. There's 12 more. We have 12 more to work with them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. I like. <laughs> Do you guys oh. think they're actually in real danger of missing the playoffs, or do you think they'll they'll get in? No, no, I definitely don't think so. I, yeah, um, I still think they'd get in. Maybe they might be in the yeah. play-in tournament now, though. Yeah, like I yeah. mean, I think like I don't know if you guys saw, but like how some teams are kind of getting fans, like more teams are agreeing to get fans into like the stadiums. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Raptors. My brother told me this. I don't know if it's true, but the Raptors apparently are thinking of putting fans in um, in Tampa Bay. Like, yeah. just like obviously like following the protocol and stuff, but like I mean. Does that really help the Raptors if they're if there is fans? Like if you think about it, like how many Canadians are going to be there cheering no. on the Raptors in Tampa Bay Not with many, like our no. restrictions are so sh- our restrictions are so tight here? Yeah. So like if anything, you're just going to have the whole, like the away teams fans like yes. going there and watching like what the hell like that doesn't yeah. really help them right? The people in yeah, Tampa Bay, people in Tampa Bay probably don't even know who the Raptors are. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to have true. no idea. So I don't know. Like I don't know. Does that really help them? I don't. I just prefer. I, don't, I actually don't know. That's yeah, like they. I'm pretty sure they have had fans like already too. Oh, uh, really? You okay. can't see it on the broadcast usually because they're in like the the upper bowls, like mm-hmm. they're not okay, in, the, okay. in the lower part that's on the broadcast. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was my first thought with it too. It's like if I'm down in Tampa Bay and I don't know who the Raptors are, like, yeah, I'm not going to see the Raptors. I'm going to see Zion when yeah, New exactly. Orleans comes to town, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, that's that's what I my immediate thought too. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much I don't know if it'll affect them or not. <laughs> yeah, like it could be a bad thing technically if you have people cheering against you or you're just yeah. home court. Who knows? Yeah, but, yeah, or you have like Lamelo fans if they play Charlotte. Like Lamello. who knows? Yeah, I mean there is like I feel like there is like maybe some like I don't want to get into it, but there's probably some Canadians that maybe travel down to Florida or something. Who knows? Yeah, uh, still now, but I don't know whether they're gonna go see go to Tampa to see the Raptors. Or the not one there, who knows. The one question I have when it comes to the Raps, um, and I want to hear what you guys think of this, because mm-hmm. obviously Nick Nurse, you know, since he's taken over head coaching job, he's had such a, a, I don't know, like around the league, like such a presence. And, and a lot of coaches will speak highly of him. And even in the yeah. media, people are obviously speaking highly of him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how much does a say they miss the playoffs or like they're in the play in tournament and they get bounced? Yeah. Like how much of that falls back on him and hurts his kind of, coaching stature and legacy i just i Uh, I want i wonder how much of it actually falls on him or if it's just like you know the players couldn't figure it out this year i don't know that's a good question because um i definitely think it's going to be a bit of both but also if there's any year to make excuses it'd be like this year so like there's like so (laughs) there's like like so many things especially like you're not in canada you're not home 
Like, there's so many things that, like, he could, like, they could say to like, justify it. Rightfully so, though, because Nick Nurse has proven to be, like, a really good coach, like he said. Uh, a lot of people speak good about him. So, I think that there will be a lot of leeway. I don't think this would affect them that much. I think if they, like, miss out the playoffs, like, they don't even get into play, and I think it'll be a little bit of a, a scratch on them. Because, like, they do have a good enough team. They only, I know Marcus Gasol and Ibaka were, like, a big part of it. And same with Danny Green. But it's not like you, it's not like you... Um, you like lost Kyle Lowry or like you lost like Siakam or something, right? Like, or Freddie, like they're, they're still like the big pieces that scored a big chunk of the points and regular season, uh, Marcus all didn't like put in huge minutes. Same with like, Oh, Ibaka did, but, um, and Danny Green didn't put up huge minutes either. So like, I don't know, like would those losses didn't affect it that much in my opinion, not enough to like not miss playoffs compared to where, where the second last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it'll be that much, but who knows? Liam, what do you think? Yeah, I think he's definitely bought himself a couple couple years. Like I don't even if they missed yeah. the play in game, I don't think he yeah. I don't see how they could fire him. I think yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they kind of got some aging players, um, you know, with Lowry and and uh well they kind of got rid of Ibaka and, and Gasol, but I think I don't see there being a better option as kind of because the Raptors could be moving into a bit of a transition. Um mm-hmm. I don't see that better option. Yeah. I think they uh I think they would be pretty stupid to to fire him and and look for someone else to bring to to help them transition yeah. and do a, a bit of a youth movement yeah. um so yeah i think he's definitely safe and yeah like you guys said he's well respected around the league um everyone knows he's a good coach um mm-hmm. although the raptors did fire a, a coach of the coach of the year before um, <laughs> hey, off the year, so you never know but sure. i think he's a i think he's a much better coach than casey was so yeah and Besides he has a championship time. yeah so. exactly yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, in terms of like Raptors, I mean, I, I could only hope, right? Like <laughs> that it turns around. Um, I'm looking like some of the teams are ahead of them. Um, I feel a lot of them are probably overperforming Knicks, Cavs, yes. Hornets. Um, and actually, that's a good segue, I guess, in a way. Like, let's talk about the Knicks. Like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> like, finally. They actually look good. Yeah. New York Knickerbockers finally look good. <laughs> yeah. Forever since you're yeah. able to say that. <laughs> How would JD, what do you think about them? Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of same thing with the Raptors. I, I will say it is still early. Um, <laughs> but they do look good. Like, they do look yeah. good. They've won some some close games and, and had some kind of exciting moments already. And you got some young guys, um, like an RJ Barrett. And I guess Julius Randle's not that young but he's not that old he's kind of middle of the pack right now but they're performing well right now um so i think yeah new york fans can get a little bit excited right now and (laughs) and good for them but yeah um i think they're past a little bit i think they're already full full on excited (laughs) yeah yeah they are they are for sure and and they should be because it's it's been rough (laughs) yes yeah I feel like they're already like one third of the way yeah. from like their win total, like <laughs> like last year. Yeah, seriously, they were they yeah. were one of the teams that I had as a lock for under, and I'm not feeling great about that anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, because like, uh, man, Julius Randle's been popping off. He's been averaging like what 22 points, like se- like seven assists. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even like I don't even know like what would be a good co- com- like player comp <laughs> if you're like who, oh. who's he playing like I don't I even don't know. know. Some of his games are crazy. He's putting up like 30, 15, and eight. Like he's yeah. his box scores have been in, insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question though. He's got a weird like game style too. Yeah. Um, for a comparison because he is mm-hmm. so like 
big bodied. He, I don't know he plays hard. Yeah. He's kind of like a bit yeah. like a bull in a china shop a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Um, I remember we were yeah, making sure. we were making fun of him, Liam. Remember when we were talking about the Knicks? <laughs> we were like, yeah. we were like oh, what the hell is Julia Randle gonna do? Just like ISO on the on top well, of the point yeah. line. That's what he was doing last year. He was just spin <laughs> yeah. moving around, kind of Tasmanian devilish. Yeah. Um, yeah. But actually, actually, like speaking of like weird moves, uh, this has nothing to do with the Knicks. But did you guys see uh, Drummond's play? Like oh that? my god! <laughs> no, that was like the, that was like the play of the century. I don't know if you saw it, Leo. No, I didn't. He oh. like grabs a ball, like kind of like in the corner, like on top of like the key, but like a little bit to the right. And like the elbow, and he's like literally standing there for like ten seconds. I'm not even lying to you, like ten seconds, just standing there while people are moving around him. And then he like take, he goes for like a take to, and he like puts like a, what is it, like a hook shot or something? I don't even remember. And it was like the the worst shot I've ever seen. And then he like misses a rebound. And it was just like t- like a terrible possession. I don't even yeah. know how to describe it. Yeah, it's definitely uh, worst possession of the year, <laughs> <laughs> leading candidate right yeah. now. Um, yeah, so he, he he held the ball like Daniel said for. Honestly, close to like 10 seconds, just staring at his players, running <laughs> yeah. around, didn't pass it, didn't look to shoot, and obviously he can't really shoot too well. And, and it's funny, yeah, because <laughs> like the, the, the defender disrespected him so badly too. Like, like he like backed off a good like two, three meters, and he was, was just like it? there yeah. by himself. I don't even know. It's just like blatant disrespect, and obviously he can't shoot that from that far. So he's just like standing there in the middle of nowhere with so much space around him, just holding the ball. Yeah. Oh, that was it's, so funny. Uh, it is funny when you when you look at it kind of isolated yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, so sorry. Back to the Knicks. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts, JD? Like, what do, what are you thinking like their outlooks might be going forward and stuff? Um, I don't... I, honestly, I'm not the, the most confident in them for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, they're in a great position like right now in terms of standings, but it is still early. Um, yeah. if they, if they snuck into a, a play in game, I think like that would be a win. Honestly, I would be hyped. That. that would be, that would be, that would be, and like that would give them something to, you know, the fans to cheer for in, in terms mm-hmm. of the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I, I think when you like look forward for this team, like who's their leader, right? Who's their, who's their go-to guy is, are you, yeah. is Julius Randle your go-to guy? Are you trying That's to true. turn RJ Barrett into that? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I, I think when you look, you know, three to five years down the line, you need that guy. So mm-hmm. is it a signing? Do they, you know, do they ship some of these yeah. younger guys off and, and get a bigger star? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I mean, you got Tom Thibodeau in there who's like pretty well-respected coach too. Yeah. Um, and like, he's got a pretty distinct style. I don't know if they're like really kind of sticking to that with him, like mm-hmm. in, in terms of his like defense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. They're, I think, I think like, again, this year, kind of a toss-up we'll see what they they can do but down the line i think they really gotta figure out who their their leader is and and you know if that is coming from another team or who they're developing into that kind of all-star guy mm. and like uh, tibbs is like a guy who plays like his kind of like senior guys a lot of minutes like he's not one to yeah. play like rookies a lot especially in a team that like is depleted in like assets like yeah, emmanuel quickly um is like a pretty young good young prospect and he's like barely getting any minutes only getting like 14 um while someone like alfred payne's getting 30 so like it's like like what, what are we doing here like obviously he's going like to try to he's trying to win games right like he's just workhorsing his best player or what yeah, he thinks he is, is the best players that. yeah he is known for that so like i don't know like at what point do you kind of just let your young players take over um i don't know when that is and or if he's gonna even do it but um yeah so i mean it's working for them they're having some success yeah. so yeah who knows who knows yeah no i uh when they hired him, I was kind of like, whatever. Like, 
they don't have any good players. Yeah, yeah. They're not like <laughs> that's not going to make a difference. Them having Tibbs, but yeah. then yeah, like if you see some of the minutes that his guys are playing, he's absolutely riding his horses. Mitch Mitch Robinson yeah. played forty one minutes the other night. I did not think I would <laughs> wow. ever see a Mitch Robinson forty one minute game. Not because he's not good. Yeah, I like Mitch Robinson, but he just yeah. he was he's always been in foul trouble. He was usually getting I was minutes. Say, in I'm the surprised 20s. he didn't foul out. Yeah, like seriously, <laughs> 41 minutes for Mitch Robinson. Did yeah. not think I'd ever see the day. And he's one of the players you know I like why? on the Knicks. I feel like I feel like if he were like to hit that like fourth foul or something, I don't think he would have saw the court after 20 minutes. Like that's why I think Tibbs would have just been like, "Yo, what the hell? Like yeah. this guy, he would have been cheese and just like just pull sat him, him the whole game." Yeah, I just pulled them. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I was I was I'm worried about my. My under bet um, with them because it was yeah. like thirty one percent or whatever they did it in percentages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. still gonna stick to my guns and say the Knicks don't make the playoffs. I think he's he's playing them a lot of minutes, which I kind of respect. But I think the injury potential goes up. They're gonna the fatigue level goes up with a compact schedule, and I know they're putting up experience. good numbers. Yeah, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. Like JD kind of touched on it, is Julius Randle the guy that's gonna take you to the promised land? Or is he? Yeah. I'm still kind of of the opinion that he's a, a good stats, bad team guy. Um, so okay. I I still think they missed the playoffs. I'm not super worried about uh, you know the Knicks making a title run here. Wouldn't be planning the parade yet, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, the Knicks is definitely. Uh, I feel like it's a pretty interesting topic because they're actually doing decent for once. But you kind of just look at who's under them, and like yeah, yeah, like obviously it's like a game off, but it's like the Knicks. Oh, uh, not the Knicks. Sorry, the Nets are tied, but like have one more loss. You have like the the, Heat. the Pacers, I believe. Or no, it's not the Pacers. Sorry, Heat. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the Raptors, the Raptors obviously. So yeah. and Atlanta too, if you if you rate them. But I'm seeing that they're they're pretty high in opponents' points per game, like allowing the least. I don't know if yeah. that's that's Tibbs coming in there and doing that, but that's <laughs> that's a good outlook, especially for like a team full of a lot of younger guys. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that could be definitely be a factor. I'm sure he's like making defense like a very, like a high priority, which is like you don't need to be like the, one of the most talented people to play like great defense, right? So the effort's obviously there, which is nice to see. So if I was an Knicks fan, I'd definitely be optimistic. Definitely a good change to what what's uh, what's tra- uh, transpired like the past few years. So troubled organization right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So okay. That's enough about the Knicks. Because honestly, I only could take Knicks talk for like so long. Like <laughs> talk about irrelevancy for so long. Um. Uh, but it's a nice story. Um. We could probably transition into like kind of Golden State now, because they're sure. another interesting topic. Um. At hand, we were pretty like we were begging on them, Liam. Like oh, I was were, absolutely like, ripping th- on them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like, they looked like, horrible the first week of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they they did. To be fair, they did. They did. Um, but look at them now. They're five and four, fifth in the in the West. So what do you guys think? Well, yeah, I don't know. I they beat they actually beat a good team. They beat the Clippers, and that's what I yeah. wanted to see from them. So that's that's impressive. I still think like obviously Steph's been unreal, and they're absolutely going to yes. need that every single game because without him, man, they have no one. <laughs> like they have dream yeah. in, in terms of scoring. Because well, I mean Ubre's good. You know my thoughts on Wiggins. I know he's Canadian, but never really liked <laughs> Wiggins as a player. Um, and they just look garbage without him, man. So if Steph can absolutely carry them to the playoffs, then, you know, all, all credit to Steph. Uh, but it's still going to take a hell of an effort from him. I'm, st- I'm, I'm, I'm stubborn, man. It's going to take a lot to change my opinion. And what I saw from them, I still think they're, 
they're not a good team that's not going to trouble anyone, even if they get into the playoffs. Mm. Um, yeah. And it sucks because okay. I want to see a good Steph. I want to see a good uh, Golden State team. I think it's they're kind of like they used to be, especially with Durant, they were a good villain for the league. Um, yeah. And maybe that's why. Maybe that's why because everyone, they were kicking everyone's ass for so long. And now everyone's like, oh, they sense weakness. And they just, every time they show up to Golden State, they just want to pound them. So uh, yeah. that might be a little bit, but I don't really know where I'm going with this. I don't think Golden State's too good. <laughs> fair, fair. Do you care? But like, kind of to end off your your little rant there, um, do you think they're going to make playoffs though? Um, no. Because you had them in oh, what, what place did no. you have them? I oh, okay. I, I had, yeah. had them. Being... I had them. Did in, you have them high? I had them in sixth, but I uh, Ooh, I completely yeah. I completely flipped after <laughs> the uh, after the start of the season. I'm Mr. Recency bias here. Yeah, I got you. No, okay. honestly, I don't think they're going to make it. I think if Steph and Dre miss games, which they are prone to missing games, then then they're done. They can't win games without those two, especially mm-hmm. Steph. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think they, uh, I think they could. They'll be in a play playing game, and I think they'll lose. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. All right, yeah. JD, what's your what's your take on the on the Warriors? Yeah, I'm I'm similar to Liam in the fact that. Um, big fan of Steph. Love watching Steph yeah. play. Um, I think when Steph's in the league and doing his thing, mm-hmm. the league's more exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, makes games sure. way more interesting when the Warriors can actually get in these games. Like you said, beating the Clippers, huge win for them. Um, but I also, I was going to say this too, if Liam didn't, but it, it ultimately just comes down to if Steph can stay healthy. We've seen him battle yeah. injuries kind of mm-hmm. here and there through his whole career. Um, and if he's not on the court, they're not winning games. Simple as that. Like yeah. that's literally, I think it's what it's going to come down to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a little bit excited for them coming into the into this season too. Like uh, Andrew Wiggins has had a interesting career in the NBA <laughs> in terms of his outlook. Like he, it's a really nice you know way what? to put it. Yeah, that's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Really. He, like, and I, I thought like Golden State was gonna was gonna be a great spot for him, and uh, we'll yeah, see. We'll see if good. it if it turns out better. Um, Kelly mm-hmm. Oubre is like I don't know. He can't hit a shot right now for them. Yeah, that was um, crazy. Yeah. He had didn't he I, have I saw, the worst saw, ever start to like a season in three point shooting. Yeah. yeah, did you? I saw a stat. I don't know. Yeah, okay, yeah. Go ahead. I think you were no, saying the same thing. I was gonna say the same stat. Um, I saw it last night. Um, I saw the score. Put it on like Instagram. Yes, and it yes, looks yes. like it's just a Reddit a Reddit clip. <laughs> yeah, but it, like, like someone thing, posted yeah. on Reddit. But it's like Golden State is currently nineteenth in three point percentage, and if Ubre had not shot any threes at all this season, they'd be in fourth. <laughs> that that's is like just, such a Reddit. That's such a Reddit stat. Yeah, that's that so is good. that is classic Reddit NBA Reddit. That's so good. Um, so. Like that's that's what I mean. Like if if Steph's not on the court, oh, they're God. not gonna win games. <laughs> they're not gonna be, um, you know, they're not gonna be in in contention for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with it, and I'm gonna say that they're gonna be in the playoffs just because I really want it to happen. Nice. They're exciting when they're in the playoffs. Yeah. If Steph's in the playoffs. He could shake it up. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they're in. Nice, nice. Honestly, I totally agree. Honestly, screw you, Liam. I'm tired. Don't flip flop. Stay with your guns. Uh, I'm, I'm still for Golden State. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on the bandwagon. I believe in Steph. Um, he's absolutely balling out. And honestly, this is kind of what I expected him to do. And I think you did too, Liam. Like when we were talking about just fantasy in general, like we knew he was gonna have a big year, right? And he's like proving it. Um, so I think yeah, if they just ride Steph, they had some good wins. Like I think all their losses 
were actually against like good opponents. Like they lost to Clippers, Bucks, Nets, and I think Portland, which is not like they're not a, a bad team by any means. So I don't like I mean until they lose to like a really bad team and like show a poor performance, like, I'm not gonna really like discount them. Um they like you said, they beat a good team in the Clippers, uh, which is really good. Uh they beat the they won the games they should have won. So I don't know. I think yeah, they're very heavily Steph. Um, they're going to be carried by Steph all season, but I have faith he'll be relatively healthy. Um, I think Draymond helps a lot getting him back. And yeah, you're just going to have to help. You're just going to count on like one of the others. Um, but I, when I mean others, like his Wiggins, Oubre, yeah. uh, maybe Pascal, one or two games, um, Wiseman, who's actually been a pretty like hey, a, a yeah. delight to watch actually too. Yeah. Cause no one thought he was going to be like that, uh, good coming off the gate. And he's been actually like pretty good rookie of the year contention for sure. So yeah, I'm I'm riding this Golden State team. I think they're gonna make playoffs, and I'm sticking to my guns, just like I'm Perfect. sticking to Raptors third place still happening. Mm. I was just say since we both talked about them and they're playing tonight, <laughs> yeah. Raps Warriors who's taking it? Ooh, I think Raps win tonight. Oh, yeah, okay. I think the Raptors win tonight too. I think Kyle Lowry might be back too, so that'll yeah. probably help. Yeah, I love we'll it. We'll see, because like the Raptors are a really good defensive team. So if you if there's anyone that could lock up Steph, yeah. Um, I feel like it could be them. Nick so. Nurse figured it out. Box one on Steph. Maybe we'll see it Box tonight. One. Hey, maybe. One. <laughs> I love when the boxing one comes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think actually, like, Indiana's kind of modeling a little bit, like, crazy defensive, like, strategies they're throwing out there. Kind of like what the Raptors did in, like, playoffs and stuff. And I think their coach, okay, I could be wrong, but one of their coaches was on, like, the Raptors staff before. I might be wrong, though. Or, like, worked with Nick Nurse because <clears throat> they're, they're just throwing out random similar things. Um, this could be, I could be dead wrong with this, but I'm pretty sure I heard it somewhere. So it's interesting to see how like the the Pacers success now mm-hmm. and uh quickly on the Pacers like what do you guys think? Man, they're balling out. Sabonis has been yeah. on fire and uh, yeah, Brogdon too. And Brogdon, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say and Old Depot. We showed a lot of love oh, to to Sabonis, but Brogdon deserves just as much. I think I've ne- I'm yeah. not really a, a huge Old Depot fan like you, Dan, but um I think Old is a nice third best player, and that's what he is on the team, mm-hmm. and that's why they're having yeah. success. He's a nice third He's wheel. Close. Um, yeah, I checked his stats. He was, he's kind of, he's not right on the money, but he's close to like what he was in terms of like all when his all star season. Um, he's had a little bit less points. Obviously, his field goal percentage is better, but he's taking a lot less shots. Um, but yeah, he's kind of close to what he was, which is very encouraging for me because I have him in our fantasy league. Yeah, no, but I continue. I did not think he was he was gonna. I was I thought he was cooked. Like I thought that his injuries <laughs> were uh, maybe not cooked, but I did not think he yeah. was gonna get back to that all star level because yeah. bad I, I just injuries. Say, I thought it was the only reason why I had faith was because he's on my fantasy team. That's the only reason. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be honest. That's the oh, only reason why. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> we know, Dan. We know. <laughs> um, we know you have blind faith in your fantasy players, as everyone does, uh, myself yes. included. Um, yeah. But, Auto Porter. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm uh, good for Oladipo, man. Bad injuries. Yeah. Did not think he's uh, he would be back to, to being as good as he has been. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. Proven us wrong, and uh, Pacers look like a contender, man. I had them in my in my preseason. There, I had them down in seventh. I thought they were like oh, a a good team, but not really going to trouble anyone in the playoff. Yeah. And that's another thing I that do. I'm that I'm flip flopping on because I uh, I think they could because <laughs> I think I was just colored by like just remembering how trash they were in the playoffs last year. But they were missing <laughs> Sabonis, they were missing Oladipo. Yeah. I think they could cause yeah. teams a real problem this year. TJ Warren was just trying to light everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think, um, yeah, but, like, to be fair, though, like, a lot of people had them seventh because they didn't think, like, they were part of the, like, 
core six mm-hmm. like teams yep, that like exactly. were really good last season. So well, core five with the addition of Brooklyn, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that, that like I mean, everyone expected that. So they're they're a nice surprise. What do you what do you think, JD? Yeah, well, I mean, I think just even on that, like that core five or, or six that you're speaking of in the East, yeah. like they're they're kind of all scrambled right now. Yeah, like, it you is. Got Miami yeah. Heat. Oh yeah, <laughs> Miami Heat and Brooklyn are like even right now yeah. in the wins and loss column. So, um, you know, I, I I think Indiana looks great. Um, just kind of checking out some of their their guys on like in their mm-hmm. stats right here. They they got really balanced. Um, mm-hmm. um scoring and yeah, I know. Uh, Liam, you're a big fan of Zabonis, and Zabonis is awesome. That 2020 like, night last night, I think he had yeah. 28 oh, and 22. Yeah, yeah. 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 His it's his wild. skill set too is just so I love yeah. unique when player big men can like yeah, just crafty. So um, yeah, I definitely didn't expect them to be this high uh, to start the season already, but I think they're like a, a steady team. Um, I don't think we'll see them jump too high in, in terms of the standings in the East, but I think middle of the pack and. They could definitely surprise some people come playoff time. Yeah, for sure. With Sabonis, sure. I'm, def- I'm telling you guys. Sorry, Dan, to cut you off. Uh, yeah, no, no, go for it. Go ahead, go ahead. With Sabonis, it's the beard, man. He looks swaggy. <laughs> he's, he looks like he's, yeah. he's a bully now with that beard. Like Harden yeah, used to be Fear sure. the Beard. I think Fear the Beard is Sabonis now. People are oh, scared against wow. him. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared wow. of Harden anymore. I'm scared of Sabonis. <laughs> I love that. Sabonis is the next James Harden. <laughs> Put it out there. Yeah, it right now. yeah, and honestly, uh, being like dead ass, I definitely slid into our buddy Reed's DMs to try to get Sabonis like three games oh, in. I was sure. like, yo, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, I just—he's only like twenty-six too. He's super young. Yeah. So if you're in a keeper league, that's a, a person to own for sure. I know. You're trying to trade uh, for him. I was trying to, but he, he <laughs> shut me down quick because he's like one of the worst. Uh, like right now, one of the worst teams in our league. So he's rebuilding, oh, and man. I guess like well, if you're rebuilding, you don't want to get rid of someone who's twenty-six and absolutely balling it right now. So yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, you didn't try and convince uh, him. Twenty six is the new thirty, man. It's too old. Trust me, I, I trust me. I, t- I, t- I, t- I texted him two or three times in a row without him texting me back. I'm like, okay, this is not, this is not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. No. Um, I think until so, yeah, I guess this is a good like segue to like notable players too, like around the league. I know. I kind of just want to say like I feel super like terrible for Markel Fultz, mm-hmm. man. That guy's been through like so much, yeah. and he was actually improving, and then the like tear up in his like ACL in his, le- in his left leg. He was just, looking like, really good, man. That really sucks for him. Yeah. He's finally kind of, yeah. I don't know if he was ever going to live up to the, the hype, the pre-draft hype, but mm-hmm. he was, uh, he was looking, he was looking like he found a nice spot on the magic, you know, magic's kind of a, not as, not as, uh, as followed as, as Philly, Philadelphia. So not as much pressure by yeah. the, by the fans. It looked like he was in a nice spot there. He was playing really well. And yeah, just a horrible timing. I mean, it's never yeah. a good time to tear your ACL, but especially with, uh, you know, he was, seemed like he was really getting into a groove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's terrible to see that. You never want to see that with anyone, um, like you're saying, Liam, especially with a guy who's kind of come a long way since when he was drafted and, you know, fixing his shot mechanics and everything like that. And there was a lot of slander going against him. Like, oh, yeah. what a bust. Um and yeah, he was balling out. He was hooping for a bit there, and just a freak injury, man. You hate seeing that. Um, I feel for the guy too. So that definitely sucks. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's um, it's definitely, it's not really fun to see something like that because, like, he was like, like you said, everything he'd been through. Um, the guy, no one even knew. Like, he, his like shooting mechanics was terrible. 
no one knew what happened to her. I think it was a shoulder or something mm-hmm. like that that was like hurt. It was just like a really weird situation. And it was so nice to see him kind of come back and kind of prove people wrong. But yeah, no, this is terrible. Hopefully, all the best for him. Um, and when he comes back. Uh, so yeah, who do you guys think? Like, kind of some players obviously talked about some bonus, but like some players are just like jump at you um, in terms of like surprisingly uh, performing well. Well, we we actually mentioned his name already in a different context, but Jalen Brown, man, he's fantastic yes. human yeah. being, fantastic basketball yeah. player. He was, I think, he was averaging like twenty points per game last season, and he's mm-hmm. already up at twenty six. Like, he's looking like a superstar, man, now, and yeah. he's improved every single year he's been in the league. Um, Mm-hmm. I agree. And Boston looks really good, man. There yeah, was talk- him and him and Tatum hand in hand. Oh ridiculous. yeah. Well, there was talk about like Jalen Brown for Harden, and I don't know at yeah. this stage, like I don't know if you, you want to if you no, want to trade Jalen Brown away. Harden's awesome, but yeah, I wouldn't do it. Brown is no. obviously much younger. Me- yeah. Means a lot to the city already. Like he's a mm-hmm. he's a huge huge figure. Um, mm-hmm. Social justice, like he's he's got mm-hmm. it going on, man. He's like. Yeah. It's kind of funny because like he's like my age and he's just so much more mature, so much better, at, like <laughs> everything. It's crazy. At least you admit. At least yeah. you admit it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's crazy how uh, how mature these it's guys so are, man. Mature. Good for Jalen Brown. I'm I'm jealous of Jalen. That's for sure. So t- Liam, you're telling me if you if you uh, didn't have all that money, you you wouldn't be sh- shotgunning beers on the on the <laughs> Celtics logo or what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could not could not uh. Cannot handle the spotlight that that guy goes through. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I agree though. He's been uh, he's been absolutely balling out, and good for them. But yeah, no, I remember when he was drafted third overall. People were like, "Oh, a bit of a reach." He was uh he was after Simmons and Ingram, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where, where did you go to college, Cal? Yeah, I went to Cal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not a very yeah. like not, not a, a ton big, of good not player. A big basketball school. And I remember yeah. they were pretty good that year, but they lost uh, in the first round, upset by Hawaii that year in uh, March yeah. Madness. Oh, wow. Throwback. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, one of the first March Madnesses I watched with with uh, you, I think, Dan. Um, yeah. So good yeah. times. But yeah, I think I remember the uh, the 411 on him was maybe a bit of a reach, but looking back, man, he might be the best player in that draft. Who would you have like, right now, Ben Simmons or Jalen Brown? Ben Simmons. Wow. Yeah. Good question. Yeah, I, I think Ben Simmons still, but I think uh, like I think I definitely have Jalen Brown over Ingram, who's the second pick in that draft now. Really? Yeah, I, w- I would too. I would too, probably. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, JD? Yeah. Simmons, Ingram, or um, Jalen Brown? Oh, if I'm starting a team, I think I'm taking Simmons. Yeah, yeah. That's my first pick. He's a bit of a unicorn with his skill set, um, his yeah. Eyes, so yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And then, um, in terms of like notable players, I guess. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I want to bring his name up, but like Christian Wood, obviously. Like we talk about, we talk oh, yeah. so much Christian Wood, so much Christian Wood in in our podcast. Um, but yeah, no, um, that's another uh, bet on yourself uh, candidate for sure. I'm gonna be talking about it later on. Um, but yeah, no, I love, love me some Christian Wood. Um, Did you? As you know, Liam, I try to, I tried to, I tried to, I tried to get him from you. Remember when you when you uh, picked him up another waivers? Yeah. Um, you offered me but unfortunately, garbage. Unfortunate <laughs> for me, you knew what you had, so and I didn't, and I didn't want to risk it that much. So yeah, but uh, yeah, no, he. I love, I love me some Christian Wood. He's been balling out, so good for him. Yeah. Did you guys see that that story where it was like it was on uh, Instagram? It was one of those videos 
and it was talking about like how he went undrafted and he's got that picture yeah. of him crying after he went undrafted and his girlfriend yeah. dumped him that night then he got that he got went undrafted what? which yeah, by the way yeah, he did what yeah. what the hell is up with that that's just horrible um, well you know you know she wasn't a real one yeah seriously happens, for real and yeah. uh, apparently he looks at the picture of him crying on draft night every before every game and that's yeah. what that's what fires him up that's yeah that's, that's pretty awesome hashtag better yourself yeah, yeah that's insane and yeah, uh that. yeah yeah i should i should i should pre- let you preface that one like we should might as well just do it now because yeah i mean you, you know all about him yeah i'm <laughs> yeah i'm wrong about a lot of things but uh i'm gonna take a, <laughs> i'm gonna take a victory lap on uh saying christian wood's gonna be awesome yeah for even sure. though it is still early like, i think he's awesome. because because his journey was even longer than that right like he didn't get drafted oh, yeah. uh he went to like the g league or something like that or did he go straight overseas he got cut from there like in china he got cut from and, yeah like, he got cut from a chinese basketball team got released by yeah. g league teams waived yeah. by multiple nba teams before finally yeah. washing up in detroit and putting up big numbers and yeah 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 and it, honestly that's that's when it comes to like show like obviously hard work and dedication but you just need that like opportunity yeah that's it like detroit was like a perfect uh setting for him because blake griffin was out um they were obviously a tanking like not tanking but they're obviously a very poor team um they weren't making looking to make any like big leaps anytime soon so it's just like perfect time hard work and uh you're there well, I've been following him for a while, man. And last year, like, he was a really good per-minute player, even with Griffin and uh, and Drummond. Um, mm-hmm. But Casey just would not play him. He was playing him, like, yeah. minutes in the teens, maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. If the other guys missed, a, missed uh, were out. He was starting, like, Thon Maker over him. It was all sorts of just trash. And finally, um, they traded Drummond. Griffin wasn't playing, so they, they kind of had to play him. So finally, Casey played yeah. him, and he showed what he could do. Yeah, I know you. I know you guys did predictions recently on the show. Did you mm-hmm. do like most improved? Because like I think yeah, yeah. Was, was he any of the picks? Yeah, uh, he was mine and Liam's. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. Pick I think yeah. Yeah, definitely and like then, looking like it right now for sure. Yeah, yeah. Did so JD? Did you have anyone that you like come pop out your head for like kind of notable players? Yeah, one I think that like I didn't see coming at all, and I've never really been high on him since he got into the league. Um, but mm-hmm. Colin Sexton. Yeah, balling nice, yeah. out right now, Saxland. Yeah, I know we hear that <laughs> coming from Cleveland right now. Um, like, I don't think anyone was really looking at Cleveland um, for notable players right now. I know they're in a like hard rebuilding stage, or I don't even know if you want to call it that. I don't know what they're doing, um, but he's hooping right now. Um, he's got like a unique game too, kind of like that that quick little guard. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Definitely not someone I thought was going to explode at the start of this year, but the start of the NBA season is always crazy like that. You get these these guys who come out dropping points um, that don't usually do it, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see if he can kind of keep that up and if he's going to be Cleveland's go-to guy to go forward. Yep. He could be another yeah, uh, sure. most improved candidate. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah, no, I definitely think uh, I agree. Like, I think if, like, I kind of mentioned this in another pod, I think if there's one person out of, like, that combo that was in, like, drop off, I think it'd be Darius Garland. I think Sexton is just, like, a dog. Like, he has that in him that, he, like, he wants the ball. He wants the minutes. He wants the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to carry. And it's carried over, right? He's absolutely balling out. Um, last year, he was, like, getting in the teens, but he was, like, shooting, like, 30% or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, it was actually really it's, bad. Shooting percentage is not good. Yeah. yeah, but now it's a lot better. So, like, kudos to him for improving his mm-hmm. game. And uh, I just, yeah, I definitely think he could be a candidate for that, too. Um, okay, in terms of what, what, in terms of the kind of just like different outlooks on the season, 
Um, I kind of want to like pivot into something else. Um, how about like the Atlanta Hawks drama? Mm. <laughs> juicy, yeah. juicy drama. For yeah, us no, to juicy, pick juicy, apart. juicy, juicy. Um, yeah. So like basically, what kind of happened? I kind of just like give a little bit of background. Um, so uh, Chris Kirshner and Sam Amick from the Athletic reported that um, John Collins called out Trey Young in a um, like video <laughs> session beforehand uh i don't know when it was i don't know if it's before probably not before a game but sometime during the week and he kind of shared his views how he didn't his dislike for trey young running the offense and like um kind of how he would like kind of players are kind of left out in the void with like him doing his thing like the james harden-esque type thing um and then um how he wants more flow to the offense and stuff like that and he just straight up called him out in the video and apparently it was reported that three players or not players but could be players or someone um, attached to those players, agents, who knows, um, re- they kind of spoke out about it to a reporter and stuff. And I don't know, like, there's, like, so many wrong things about this, like, scenario. Oh. It's, like, for me, it's, like, one, like, I kind of understand the frustration, but, like, you shouldn't let it bubble, like, bubble like over like that. Two, that should be kept in-house. Like, yeah, that yeah. should not be leaked, especially by three different sources, like, three different sources. Like, come on. And then, like, and then, like, how, and then the third thing is, like, how do you, like, kind of recover from that? Like, when you lose that, like, trust. And if you're Trey Young, like, I don't know, I'll leave it to you guys to speak on it. But, yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, I think that's, I was going to ask JD, actually. Like, you've been in a, in a basketball locker room. Like, are they, mm-hmm. are they going to be able to put it behind them? Like, when guys get called out, is that, like, we're taking that personal now? Or are these guys going to be able to put it behind them? good question i think it ultimately depends on um you know the level you're at and the personalities of the two people can't say anything about trey young's or uh john collins personality as i don't know them um mm-hmm. you'd think at that professional yeah, level think, it's something right? that they can put behind them yeah um yeah it is a little bit weird daniel like how you mentioned that 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 you want to keep that in-house and it gets out yeah. <laughs> like that's hilarious yeah. for one um <laughs> but at the same time Again, I'm not on that court. I don't know what John Collins seeing that he wants to be changed from Trey Young, but like, yeah. Trey Young's your guy. Everyone yeah. on the team yeah. knows that no, Trey Young's the, yeah. the guy. Like, yeah, I think you just got to roll with it. And like, yeah. John Collins is getting a lot of touches. Still. Yeah, no, like, he's, yeah, still, he he's still <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. still playing really well <laughs> yeah. right now. So yeah. I don't I don't know if it was released in the report like who those other guys might have been like unhappy with some of the offense. Yeah, uh, um, I don't think not that I heard of anyways, but yeah, yeah, like. Trey Young's balling out. He's your go-to guy. He's going to be the one with the ball in his hands on most possessions, mm-hmm. creating and and you know scoring opportunities himself. So uh, I don't know if they're if it's like a ball movement thing. If they're upset about that, who really knows? But I think you gotta. I don't. I don't know what you can really say as a player when when you're you're not that great of a team right now. Like they they started out decent and had some some decent wins, but um, that's tough to to work around and. Yeah, I don't know. It just I, when I first heard that, I was like, "Really, you're calling out Trey Young right now?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Honestly. It's always interesting when you hear of the, these little things because you never know like how serious it was, especially too like if the report they're making it bigger than it is uh, actually. Um, I don't yeah. know. Maybe we'll see one of them kind of cool it down and just mention like, "We're cool. We're fine. There's nothing between yeah, us." For you, sure. We usually see the players do that, so we'll see. Yeah. Liam, go ahead. I actually think uh, I don't think John Collins is long for Atlanta Hawks. I think he gets traded this season. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think they. If, there, if there's anyone that's going to be traded out of them too, like oh, we yeah. of course. Yeah. Collins, right? But yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think I'm going to go out on a whim and say yeah, I don't think Collins finishes the season with the Hawks. 
I think they were kind of starting to move in a different direction anyways (laughs) with trading for Capella, drafting a Kongu. Um, I'm a big Kongu guy. I know he's hurt right now, but I think... uh, I'm not sure how long we're going to see uh, Collins on the Hawks. I think he's, and, uh, and yeah, I think he gets traded. And I think it's kind of tough because, um, like he like bet on himself. Like he could have signed that uh, extra like extension, um, but he's waiting for like to get trying. He wants to get a max. I don't think he's a max player, but like, yeah, um, he was basically waiting for that. So I don't know. Like, is it smart if you're betting on yourself to get a max, but then you're like, kind of? It's been reported that you're calling out like your star player Unhappy in like a video session yeah. yeah um i don't know like i mean i get his frustration because like i don't know like it would be it would be tough like playing alongside someone who is so ball dominant and like everything runs through him mm-hmm. and stuff like that um but at the end of the day he's like a, like a phenomenal offensive player and maybe like i don't know john collins doesn't play that much defense either no. but like maybe it irritates him that like the whole team doesn't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> true. seriously very true yeah yeah i don't know maybe it irritates him that trey young's like, like a negative on defense but who knows yeah. um yeah like i don't know i think that definitely should have stayed in-house i don't know what that says about the hawks organization because i know they're so pressured on winning and they have a new coach and everything um mm-hmm. so i don't know it just it's just a weird situation um, you have these new players, a bunch of new players you just brought into. Um, I don't know. That kind of sucks. I think this, this, they definitely did not need that, especially like what nine games in, ten games into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not a good look, and I don't know. Hopefully, they can go forward from there, but yeah. that just sucks. Yeah, like Trey Young, like play style very similar to James Harden, right? Like we mm-hmm. mentioned with ball dominant, everything kind of going yeah. through him, and mm-hmm. we know some guys haven't been able to gel with him. We've seen that time and time yeah. over again. So, um. You know, maybe if it does come to that, maybe I'm wrong. And, and Trey does need to, to switch up his, his play style. They need to get things moving a different way. But I think yeah. for, for right now, um, this early in the season, mm-hmm. I think you like it, it's weird to hear a, a player say that, I think, from, from John Collins. End. Yeah. And like, I kind of, like, I was listening to like, this is how I kind of heard of this. I was listening to like the mismatch. Like, and Kevin O'Connor kind of stated, like, there's two ways kind of Trey Young could go about this. He could take the James Harden route, which was. <laughs> essentially the ball dominant like i don't care about anyone else i'm just gonna do my thing or it could take like the steph curry route which is like you could uh be like off ball be a facilitator um like run through screens and then pop up for a three because trey young's a good shooter he's not steph curry like good but he's a good Mm -hmm. shooter so like i think it's like those two routes and i think he's leaning more towards james harden right now um but he definitely could do either like either one like what do you guys think like what do you think he'd be better for I'm just chuckling because you mentioned James Harden and I just laugh because because <laughs> of Dwight Howard when when Dwight was on and he was getting frustrated that Harden was taking too many shots and it's like Dwight Howard needs more post ups we're gonna we're gonna get the ball out of one of the best <laughs> offensive players ever so that Dwight Howard can yeah. post up and this wasn't mm-hmm. even good Dwight Howard this was like this was on the decline Dwight Howard like yeah. uh, so I, I just found that that's hilarious no wonder Harden was like. <laughs> No, screw you, Dwight. I'm not just gonna chuck the ball in the mixer for you to post someone up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I I think so. I, it's kind of similar with that uh, the Trey Young mm. thing now. Um, I don't know. You'd hope he can be a little bit more like Curry, but like I think James Harden was right to uh, to kind of go his direction too and say I don't really care like what Dwight Howard wants. I'm gonna do my thing. Um, like I know Steph won his championships and and James Harden mm-hmm. hasn't, but I think Harden's still been on really really good teams, doing his thing. So yeah, um, yeah, 
I don't know. What was the question again, Dan? I was focused on. No, I'm just saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying like, what, what direction do you think like Trey Young is going to go? Kind of like mm-hmm. the, the James Harden route or like the Steph route type thing? Or what, what do you think? He I should think do, he's, anyway? I think he should go the Steph route because Steph's a better team player, but I think he's more yeah. of a, of a Harden than a Steph. But okay. I guess my point is either like, those are two pretty good options. <laughs> Even though yeah, he, true, Steph has had more team success, like James Harden's still a, a heck of a player. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's an interesting you, way to, yeah, I was just going to say, Dan, that's an interesting way to look at it between, you know, who is he kind of mimicking of that James Harden mm-hmm. or Steph? Um, yeah, I think he, same as Liam, like he probably should try to mimic Steph in, the, in that sense, <laughs> yeah. in the team dynamic. But, like in Steph's case, he had those amazing supporting players that yeah. he can give give yeah. the ball up to, and then he can run around the yeah. screen and, and get looks in a mm-hmm. different way. Uh, I don't know if he really has that with the Hawks right now. Um, yeah, fair. So that's that's one thing in, in that sense. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if this blows up to to anything bigger. And as Liam predicted, yeah. if if John's you know an Atlanta Hawk at the end of the season. Yeah, <laughs> but like my my only thing is like. I don't know. Like when when you're on a like when you're a young player um and on a bad team, you kind of like and a good young player, you kind of do whatever like whatever the fuck you want essentially, right? Like and you could pick up those really bad habits of like 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 for example, taking the James Harden route rather than playing good basketball and play like mm-hmm. or or I guess on a relatively good basketball, I don't know how it depends on your perspective. Um and take the Steph Curry route. Yeah. So I think like it kind of sucks for him because he's been on like such a bad team, um, especially like right off the right off the jump when he got drafted. So maybe he has picked up those bad habits and like mm-hmm. is like just running with them rather than playing like good basketball and team basketball and stuff like that. So I don't yeah. know, like I don't know, like, that could be just the way of the NBA, like because obviously usually good players get drafted to bad teams, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just hope for yeah. him that he figures it out. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, like I'm trying to think of some of their their veterans to who can almost like kind of help manage that in like terms of a yeah. locker room sense. Like I know mm-hmm. you got Rondo in there who's been around the league and had some yeah. success. I don't know if he's the guy to figure that out for them, but like yeah. just, just like who, who's like a leadership and, and yeah. kind of a veteran standpoint yeah, a that can mm-hmm. assist with that in, in a way, because like you mentioned, uh, they are a younger team and as you know, good player gets drafted to a bad team. Like who do they look to? It's just them. They got to kind of figure yeah, it out themselves. Exactly, and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's when we get into the, which way it could go of, compared yeah. to James Harden or Steph Curry. Yeah, and, like, kind of, like, I know, like, I, w- I wanted you to talk about this kind of when you're talking about yourself, JD, but, like, you obviously went into, uh, you played, like, university ball and stuff like that. Is, like, leadership, like, that big of a deal when you're coming in as, like, a freshman and, like, you, like, you're looking to, like, the older, like, the senior players to kind of, like, like a direction on how your team plays and stuff like that? Oh, like, is that a huge thing? Absolutely, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, it, just from my experience, like, you know, getting the the... I guess like uh, trying to say this, like your, your team's character and like understanding like yeah. where that leadership comes from and what mm-hmm. type of team you are. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so important to have the leaders set the tone. Like if you're a team that's locked down on defense, like you need your mm-hmm. leadership, you need your leadership guys to be the best defensive players. Right. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's point, if you're, point. if you're a team that like runs other teams at the gym, you need your yeah. leaders to be setting that tone in practice, everything like that. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, yeah, definitely as a younger guy coming in, you, I think that veteran pres- presence is always needed. Yeah, for sure. And is there, is there any like one instance maybe that you would call when you're your freshman year, when you're like, when maybe like the leader, t- you're like a senior like player took you aside and was like, yo, look, like we, we don't, we don't play like that or something like that. Like, was there any occasion like that for you? Uh, 
I don't know if there was ever one like we don't play like that, but there's definitely yeah. times where, in in my experience, where I'm I'm trying to figure out my role, um, yeah. and I had a very distinct role and throughout my mm-hmm. whole career and even in my first year, and there was <laughs> yeah. times where I wasn't doing that role, and yeah. uh, that role was just to shoot threes, very simple. Yeah. <laughs> and if I was ever turning down an open three or an open shot. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely heard it from my leaders and yeah, letting me okay, know, okay. I, you know, respect, yeah. I can't be doing that or I'm not going to get any time. So, yeah, hey, that, for yo, sure. That's respect, respect <laughs> to them, though. Like, yeah. I mean, they, like, the thing is, they don't have to do that, right? They could just mm-hmm. like, get their own and stuff. But, yeah, that's actually that's actually awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure at, at the time you're you're probably a bit overwhelmed. <laughs> like, you just want to do the right thing. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's sick, though. Uh, yeah, no. So I, I, that's definitely like that's a good perspective to have because like like we Liam and I said like all the time in the podcast we don't have that like um elite basketball um experience <laughs> that's a lot of people have we just talk about it and hey, watch uh, it. Right. Um, don't sell us short Dan our intramural team was pretty good we had some good runs <laughs> true. Yeah, it's hey, true. you that's can true. pick up yeah. a lot from just watching all the time yeah. so don't yeah, don't fault sure. yourself for that <laughs> at all um, yeah yeah, we're, we're like those those stat nerds that just um, didn't play that much, play recreationally, but like we're really into like the into like the stats, and we watch a lot of that's basketball. All so that's, that's, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that, that's good. That's good. Um, I kind of want to like just I want to get into something that we Liam and I definitely deserve, and let's give ourselves some pats on the back on some of our uh, our picks for fantasy, Liam. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, all let's right. Do it. Like, yeah, we we deserve it. Let's, we honestly deserve it. Let's not talk about the ones we got wrong. Let's talk about the ones we no, got right. Yeah. No. yeah, we'll just say we'll, we'll just say Nurkic. Okay, yeah, not, not oh, the greatest man. so far. I was so, far. so high on Nurkic, so and he has been <laughs> yeah. nothing short of a disaster. If you drafted him at like second, third round is where he was going. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, I think it's par- still partially early. because minutes too. I think partly, yeah, partially yeah. because minutes. Well, so apparently, he's, he's out of shape. Apparently, <laughs> and so he? He, so he can't play oh, big okay. minutes. Yeah. Um, so you hope that that would uh, that would start to improve the the condition comes yeah. back. Um, yeah. So that was a tough one. So okay, so get, Liam, get, get, give me one of yours that like you want to like pat yourself on the back for because um, you deserve it. Well, I mean. We already spoke about Christian Wood. I was super high on Wood. He's been good. Yes. yes. Um, and we were both pretty high on Paul George, Dan. And uh, a lot yeah, of people were down mentioned. on playoff P bubble plate bubble uh, Paul George. And I think for that yeah. reason, because he was so so bad in, in pandemic P. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we were super high on him, and he's been like one of the, I think top fifteen, top ten fantasy players so far. So uh, I'm yeah. pretty happy about that. Uh, yeah, I think I think we um Paul George is one I think a lot of people are like blackballing in terms of fantasy wise. Yeah. Um he was projected to be like end of the first, top of the like second round in like a standard twelve team uh category league. Um I don't know why. like I well I know why, like you, for the reasons you said, like people the pandemic P um that that shot that was back at like on the side of the backboard that probably everyone remembers yeah um it was just like i don't know like there was like so much like it's too over overblown all like the bad things kind of that he was doing in the bubble um he had a bad year in the regular season last year too um partially could have been because like maybe he wasn't utilized properly as he said who knows Uh, i don't know i would i would never shame doc rivers like that but whatever that's his that's his uh his prerogative but i think he easily was like so underrated coming into like the fantasy season. I think like you, if you got him in this like late second round, early third round, which I saw like some drafts he was falling, you got like a steal because he's actually been like killing it this year. 
Exactly. And he hasn't been like missing that many games too. It's not like he's like been resting or anything like that. Um, so uh, I definitely think that we have to give ourselves big pats on the back, Liam, for that one. Because uh, <laughs> if you if you listen to us, then we definitely helped you out and got you some good value <laughs> wherever you were drafting. <laughs> yeah, as long as you didn't listen to us about Nurkic. <laughs> yeah, as I, yeah. <laughs> but if you did, it evens it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It out. <laughs> uh, and then uh, one more player I want to mention is uh, Dejounte Murray. Mm, so yeah. for a few a few years already, he's been like prone to pop out, like pop off because of his like opportunity that uh, that he's had. And finally, this is the year that he's finally doing it. Um, he's getting you multiple categories. Points like uh, rebounds, assists, and steals. Um, he shoots one like one three a game, which is not bad for someone who um, who gets you all those categories. He's shooting it well. Um, free throws pretty good too. So um, I think the opportunity is there. Um, I think he was going. I'm not sure exactly what round he was going. Liam, do you remember like off the top? I know. Mm, but I think it was like maybe six, like five, six. six I was say six. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, but he's producing like I think ahead of that. I think he's producing like fifth round value. Um, he's in category in category leagues, strictly category leagues. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think he's doing really well, and he's only can go up, especially with LA is not looking great. I know we kind of said he's like solid, but he's not looking great. Um, and but DeRozan's DeRozan, so I think he'll still get the opportunity. And I think um, if you drafted him like seventh round, kind of fell for you guys because like people he didn't have the stats then. Yeah, then I think you definitely got good value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, by the way, Aldridge, that was another one that I was a wrong on. Yeah, that was a big I, I thought that he was going to be, you know, dependable, yeah. not flashy, obviously. Yeah. Mark's Aldridge old, but yeah. Um, yeah. I to, he was to be, be fair, we didn't. Value. To be fair, we didn't gas him up. We we kind of just said like, this is the way he is. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, that's true. Like Nurk- Nurk- Nurkic, we actually we were like on him hard. Yeah. Yeah, Nurkic was that one we were on hard, but he's kind of a flop so far. But uh, is there any other player you kind of want to mention? Um, no, not really. Before we transition, I, if we're talking deeper, um, I've always been big on Rashawn Holmes, and uh, yeah, <laughs> people are a little down on him because they brought in Whiteside, and uh, obviously yes. Bagley's there. So um, yeah. I was able to draft Holmes really late in our draft, and he's been really good for me. Um, nice, super efficient. He shoot the guy shoots like seventy percent from the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, gets you steals, yeah. gets you blocks, and uh, Whiteside is out of the rotation pretty much. So <laughs> that hasn't been a, as much of a roadblock. <laughs> didn't see that one coming? Yeah, no kidding. I honestly, I avoided Whiteside at all costs in all of my drafts. I don't have any stock in Whiteside because <laughs> I knew it was, I knew it was going to be like a bust. He's a horrible yeah. player. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they did. They they're right not to play him. Finally, yeah. yeah. Who knew yeah, Sacramento yeah. would actually make a, a smart decision on players? Yeah, true, yeah. true. Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, quickly. Yeah, another. Um, yeah. So JD, I don't know. I don't know if you play much fantasy, but is there anyone kind of in your head in terms of stats wise that you like? Uh, I honestly, I haven't played fantasy. I didn't sign up. I haven't played in a while, probably since like university fair, fair. with uh, yeah. with my friends, just because it was so much easier. Um, yeah. But no, honestly, like stats wise, I, I can't really think of anyone right now that's that's jumping fair. out at me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to start coming to you guys for the takes now for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, so now we gave ourselves our kudos, well-deserved. Let's not talk about the bad ones. Let's only talk about the good ones. But uh, now that we've done that, let's uh, move, kind of move over into like kind of like COVID and everything that's been happening um, with teams around the league. Because it's actually, I didn't really want to get into this until like JD brought it to my attention. But like um, 
it just recently happened that everything started to like pop off mm-hmm. like shit's hitting the fan in terms of like covid uh these past like few days um fantasy wise regular season wise and like regular like nba wise because all these players are missing games now and it's like affected like we saw the philly game that they barely had enough players to roster a team uh, because so many players had to go into like pro- uh, covid 19 protocols and contact tracing and stuff like that so um yeah give me you guys what do you guys think about everything that's happening i'll start with you jd yeah well i mean i think um the league's doing the right thing in terms of yeah. safety and, and protecting their players and um you know, ultimately making it so the league can still run. So I definitely think that's the the mm-hmm. right steps to be taken um, from a fan perspective and um, thinking of the the performance of these teams and even fantasy. Like, absolutely, it sucks when you see guys yeah. like Kevin Durant out for a week or ten days. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the latest one, Jason Tatum, and then Bradley Beal had to sit because yes, Bradley Beal yes. was talking with them after the game. Like, yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I get it. Like the NBA is is protecting them. Um, and, and trying to keep the league running here. Um, but I think it's just interesting when you start to think about like all these guys missing games and then, you know, do their team start, start losing and, and dropping in standings? Or then even at what point, like we almost saw with Philadelphia, um, you know, when are games starting to get canceled? And we've had mm-hmm. one canceled already this year. We had one year, at the beginning of the season. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was Houston, uh, Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I think yeah. it's just, it's just going to be interesting going forward to see, you know, how often this happens. Um, and, you know, if, if more games get canceled and then is there even like a, a, a chance that the league gets put on hold for like a, a week or something? And like if it ever gets that crazy, I'm fingers crossed it won't. I actually don't think it will um, if everyone's kind of following the rules. And I know the, yeah. league, the league has in place for like players that they can't be, you know, going out to, to clubs mm-hmm. and, and bars and restaurants and stuff when they're out yeah. on the road, which is a yeah. whole different topic in itself. Oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's it's I mean strangest could be the strangest uh season again right like last year Mm -hmm. obviously was nuts with a bubble but that's just the times we're in right now so i think it's going to be interesting to see how the league handles it going forward and um you know ultimately if the teams can can prepare and really limit themselves i think that that's kind of an interesting thing too is just like which teams are are going to have their star players miss the least games like over yeah. this year. Like yeah. can the Bucks yeah. can the Bucks like just keep all their guys COVID free or like contact tracing yeah. free and then you know they have guys not sitting out and they have the best record again. Like who knows? Like does that actually yeah, affect exactly. it? We'll yeah. see. I think it's just there's a lot to consider there. That's true for sure. Liam, what are your thoughts? Man, I think it's like okay, I pulled up this box score from the Philly game yesterday because this is <laughs> this is crazy. So Tyrese Maxey, 43 minutes 33 shots. Uh, Isaiah Joe, uh, rookie (laughs) out of Arkansas, 44 minutes in an NBA game. He hadn't played. I don't think he had played a minute until, until yesterday. And then this one, I didn't even know who this is. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a nerd. Like I follow a lot of players. I have no idea who this is. Dakota, Dakota Matthias, 41 minutes, 41 (laughs) minutes for the Sixers yesterday. D Matthias, like who is that? This is uh, that's insane. Oh that's like a, I like it's funny, but imagine if uh, imagine if something like that happens for a team that's in like a play-in game to get into the playoffs. Like what happens yeah. then? Are they gonna postpone that game? Postpone the playoffs? I don't know. Like it's, I guess it's a crazy. tough one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of crazy how, like, just thinking back to last March, Gobert gets COVID, and it's like, oh my god, like. 
shut everything down. The league's done. Every sports league's done. Everyone's quarantining. And now it's like, if a guy gets COVID, it's like, all right, well, you know, move him in, move him out, bring in Dakota Mathias for 41 minutes. It's it's kind of crazy how the world's advanced Mm. from, from that stage to now it's like, and it's like, I don't really know what to think of it, but it's, it's just kind of interesting case study there. And so, yeah. And like kind of to what you said, like it was, um, it's not like the NFL, like, uh, I'm like, I know a lot of us kind of like follow it, but like the NFL is easy to like kind of bring people, bring people in because it's a weekly game, right? Like every, you play yeah. one, one game a week. And so like, if you need to postpone it, you have a few days cushion to postpone it. Um, their teams are big. So one, like if there's contact tracing with like, for example, a quarterback, all the quarterbacks are out for a decent amount of time, but you have that week to be able to measure and see what you can do. Right. In basketball, you don't have that. You have like four, four games a week. You don't have that cushion. Uh, for a few days to figure out if someone's going to be positive or negative, um, who they've been in contact with. Like, like you said, like Bradley Beal was pulled out last second. Like he was like in in, in warm ups shooting the ball around, and he was pulled because the contact tracing with, with Jason Tatum, right? So like a lot of those things are going to be happening a lot more prevalent now, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how like the NBA manages it. Because like you said, I thought the game was going to be canceled with Philly, but they like managed to like scramble up yeah. a bunch of misfits <laughs> last second to be able to play them so like i mean (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so i don't know like i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see um like it looks like the nba is pretty like adamant on like kind of full steam ahead like we want to get the season going and i think that's partially why like to liam's point why kind of now they're like not as like big of a deal well it's still a big deal but not as like shutting everything down because obviously they need to make money so they're kind of pushing towards um finishing the season as best they can um I don't know like how it's gonna go. Um, they have strict rules in place. Um, like I kind of mentioned before in the pod, if someone gets a COVID, how it's gonna work out? They miss at least two to three weeks with like ten day quarantine, um, getting tested like every day, then working out individually, then going back into team workout, slowly progressing back. So, and that's like in Seth Curry's case because he's the one who who got the positive test uh, for Philly. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be really tough. I hope the best, but. Yeah, there's going to be big, big implications. And kind of to what Liam said, I didn't even think about this, but like, yeah, how about later on in the season when um, it's an important game heading into like the, a playing game or something? Like, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. Like, and you're, you can't postpone it no. in like, uh, like that much because there's going to be games ahead that you need to, to play it for the playoffs. So. Yeah, the ripple effect. Yeah, exactly. Right? So yeah. I don't know. I, think, so I, don't, I don't know. I think when they scheduled uh, this season, like they did build in some time knowing mm-hmm. that games would be canceled and they'd have yeah. to, you know, make them up at different times. But like, yeah, when it comes around to playing games in playoff time, that's an interesting thing to think about. Like, if another yeah. team's waiting for for a finish and he can't play a game for a week because yeah, you yeah. know, some all stars tested positive. Well, do you play the game without the all stars? Like, what happens? Yeah, exactly. I think you yeah, gotta, exactly. Like, I don't think you can make yeah. an exception at that point. Like, you kind of yeah. got to stick to your guns, yeah. which would be super. Like, imagine the Knicks are pushing for the play in, <laughs> and it's their first time playoffs in what seven years. And then yeah. Randall and Barrett and whoever else uh, needs to isolate, and uh, they gotta that'd be, that'd roll that'd out be a very the, the skeleton do, squad. <laughs> Kevin Knox is taking forty shots, and they get blown <laughs> oh, out. <God. laughs> that would be that'd be so heartbreaking for Knicks fans. Yeah, that would be. I, yeah, and like I don't know, I, I don't think there's any news on like them doing a. Bu- they want to do like a bubble again, right? For playoffs, I think it's all going to be like mm-hmm. home court and away court and stuff. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know how they'll be able to move games around but they'll have to play through them i feel so that's gonna be interesting for sure um speaking of covid uh let's talk about uh james harden um 
so kind of I want to like talk about this um, with you, JD and Liam, because like now that kind of we've seen a little bit of the landscape of like how this league's like it's not like shaping up like for sure, but like how teams are doing and stuff like that. What do you think on like James Harden's like kind of trade destinations in terms of like who do you think would be able to get him? Um, what teams you think would need him? Like who do you think now looking at their team they're like oh shoot like we need this help. Uh, we want to like go for an hour or something like that. Now that you see this regular season playing out the way it is, mm-hmm. I'll go with you, JD, first. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at James Harden and the crazy start he's had to the season, I don't know how many teams mm-hmm. kind of want that drama per se. But like when you look yeah. at his skill set, like he's amazing. So yeah. he can he can definitely help out. Um, to be honest, I don't know where he actually fits perfectly. Yeah. And like, I keep looking to yeah. the East because I don't think they'd want to trade him to another team in the West. That doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. in my yeah, mind. Yeah. Cause they have full control, right? Yeah. Um, but I think one that would be interesting, um, just from like the, the contrast of, I guess, if he ended up there, the two main guys would be, um, the Miami Heat. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like by no means, like they just made the finals. They got a great team. By no means do they yeah. need to shake anything up. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it'd be so interesting to see Jimmy Butler and James Harden together because, you know, yeah. Jimmy Butler's like mentality of just like grinding and working hard and yeah. being the hardest working guy on the court. Mm-hmm. And when we look at James Harden, we don't always see that. Like, yeah, he's for sure the most skilled. He'd <laughs> yeah. have to change for sure. Right? For sure. Like, I, I yeah. actually want to know if Jimmy could like whoop him into shape and like <laughs> get his mindset different or if James Harden would honestly just be like, screw that, let me do my thing. Like, I, I think it'd be yeah. an interesting dynamic to see how they actually yeah, play out. For sure. um, mm-hmm. I don't know who Miami would give up for that. I think yeah, they'd I have to give up a lot. Um, like, if it's like... It'd have to be like Hero. I think Hero. Duncan Robinson. Maybe even Drogic too. Like... Because like yeah. that's the spot that Harden would play, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They definitely give up a lot, but I think it could be an interesting dynamic. I don't know. I'd love to For hear sure. what you guys have to say. Because honestly, I don't know where he fits. Like I actually, yeah, I look yeah. to these teams. and I'm like, sure they could use him, but mm. where does he actually fit? Yeah, and I think like a big component is kind of to like what you, like you said you didn't really know who they give up, but I think Miami they they've been like vocal to say like they're not giving it, like they're not going for Harden because mm-hmm. of like. They want to stick to their team, but yeah, I, I think that's kind of all like, um, like cloak and dagger type thing where it's like they're just they might make it like outspoken to make your players feel safe type thing. But at the end of the day, I think Pat Riley, who usually like, calls all the shots in Miami, is yeah. gonna want to win, right? And you win by like getting hard in essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of who you want to give, I think Miami is in a good position because, um, if they want to trade for Harden, they're still gonna have pieces left over where they're still gonna be a good team. Like that, that's my scare. Um, for teams um, that are not that deep, for example, Boston is like a destination that people were talking to. Um, Like if, for example, you trade Jalen Brown, like Liam said, um, who do you have left over to help you win a championship? You have Tatum and then like Kemba, if he's healthy, like if his knee becomes healthy, Mm -hmm. Um, you have like Tristan Thompson, Daniel Tice, like uh, the Time Lord. Uh, Like, I don't don't know, like, I don't know who else you have. Like, it's like, so those teams, like I'm like, I'm very afraid of to for like to take to take that hard in on like that that piece on because you need like a team to back you up and i think the teams that, like off the top of my head that could potentially be good candidates for that for example like philly because you have that ben simmons yeah. you could do like that one for one you don't need to give up anymore because he's such a good like a uh, player um you have toronto i think is a good one too because they're pretty deep 
Um, and you'd probably just give up, like, for example, Siakam, if they rate Siakam, like, depending on how he's doing. Take him. Um, Take him, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, no, but that's what I'm saying, because, like, like, I think it depends how big the piece is. Like, for Brooklyn, I don't imagine them, like, Karis is their best piece. I really like Karis but he's no, like, he's no Jalen Brown. He's no, like, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson package. He's no Pascal Siakam. <clears throat> so, like, you'd have to give a lot more for, if you're Brooklyn, and would Houston be interested in that? I don't know, unless he, like, put in a barrage of picks through like six years, five years or something like that. Like who knows? Um, so I don't know. I just, I need, uh, for me, it, it needs to make sense. I think Toronto, Miami would make sense. I think Philly would make sense. Um, it just, whether the teams think it's worth it, right? Cause you have James Harden for sure for two years left on his contract. But after that, you're, you're assuming he's gone. Yeah. Mm. So uh, yeah. So it all depends. Like, I don't know that that's my opinion on them on like the Harden situation. Like, yeah. I don't know um but yeah i don't know what you like like again like what to you guys what you guys think i think uh i agree with jd man it's hard to envisage envisage it's a weird word for me i don't know if no even know if i said that envision. right envision. envision yeah there we go <laughs> thank you uh, i am a teacher by the way <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, in French, French though. French yeah, exactly. French I don't know. It's really tough to envision a landing spot for uh, for James Harden right now. I think mm, what it might yeah. end up being is like a team that is struggling. And like we said, the magical 20 games maybe. And if the Raptors mm. are still struggling 20 games, maybe the Heat, uh, maybe Denver, mm. like a team that knows they should be doing much better. Maybe they get a little desperate and they're like, mm. okay, yeah, we it. need to make this move now. And they, Michael uh, Porter. Yeah, Michael Porter. Yeah. You, you, you'd send a sure. Siakam. You'd send, uh, yeah. in, the, in the case of the Heat, yeah, I think it would be Hero. Mm. Um, I think you're holding on to Bam and obviously not shooting Butler. So it'd have to be Hero yeah. and what, what, yeah. five first-round picks or whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think mm-hmm. maybe it, that's what ends up happening is a team that's struggling and kind of hits the panic button a little bit and uh and tries yeah. to make that push to bring him in uh, yeah I, I agree and like and do you, you think like there could and i feel like there could be some dark horse dark horse teams that come in like for example i think like how like for example throw me like in an orlando or something who knows like a team that like is a small market that probably wouldn't be able to get a big a big player like that anyways and you have them locked in for two years just to give you a shot to be somewhat competitive like, why not, right? There's, I think there's going to be a dark horse team. There always is. Like, for example, like, Toronto with the rap, like, that, that just gives it everything for that player, like, no, like knowing that what's going to cost them. And I think that Toronto model is going to give every, a lot of people, like, some hope um, because uh, Toronto gave everything, based, not everything, but a lot for Kawhi, someone who was already basically, like, touted to go to LA, one of the LA teams already. Um, but they took a chance on them and it paid off like yeah. miraculously. Mm-hmm. Like it was um, like they won ch- the first championship ever. So I think a lot of people are going to be kind of motivated by that and think, hey, why why can't we do that too, right? Like a small market team who um, may- maybe they have faith in some of their pieces and just go out to get like one of the best players in the league right now. So I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Do you think there's like a kind of dark horse team maybe out there like that you guys think could potentially just go for it? Well, I was actually going to say... Uh... I was going to say I wouldn't be shocked by anything, but I guess that's not true because yeah. when you said Orlando, that would shock me. <laughs> <laughs> like James Harden playing for the Orlando Magic would shock me. So. I was trying to picture it too. I couldn't. I yeah. Mobamba. Mobamba with pick and roll. Yeah. Pick and roll with Bamba. No kidding. Um, I don't know, man. I I would be shocked, I guess, with uh, if he went yeah. to a team like that. But 
Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I just threw it out. Like, I'm just saying, like, it's just a small market team that probably wouldn't have the shot to be able to get Harden. It could be in contention to maybe do something to, to try to get him. I don't know. So, but yeah. do you get, like, this whole year, do you think mm-hmm. he's he's gone for sure? Or or what do you think he ends up just staying know. with that's the Rockets? Does yeah. that even make <laughs> yeah. sense for them? Yeah, no, that's a that's a tough one. I think it's based on value. Like, well, Houston probably can get... Um, I don't know. I, I want to say yes, he's gone, but I just don't know right now what team would uh would be willing to give all that. But I, I want to say just to like answer your question because I don't want to be like be on the line. I'll just say yes. I think I think he'll be gone by the nice. end of the season. Okay. I'm gonna say yeah. no. I'm gonna say he gets traded in the off season. Interesting. I don't know why. Yeah, what do you think, JD? But <laughs> um, I'm gonna say he's gone too, just because I want to see it, shake it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it'd definitely be good for fans to be on. Not Houston yeah. fans, but yeah. for for, uh, for fans because it'll be it'll be interesting to see him. Um, but basically, another contender because I don't think Houston's a contender right now. Um, no, no, right. So wherever team he goes to, will probably most likely be a contender. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, kind of. So now that we kind of covered everything, let's kind of transition into uh, college basketball a little bit. Um, Liam, kind of. I know Kentucky had a game yesterday. Yeah. Uh, they played Florida. Turning the season around, um, Florida, baby. Yeah, I'm saying Florida's not a bad team. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good win. That's a good win. Not a t- not not like a top twenty five team, but they're they're pretty good. Yeah. Um. So, what do you uh give me your thoughts on Kentucky now that they're kind of well doing something for wins? It's still going to be very tough to make the tournament. Um. We started yeah. one and six <laughs> to be to be blunt. Yeah, to, to be, be blunt. blunt. Yeah. But three and zero in SEC play. They haven't beat the best teams. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like. Going into that Florida game, I was certain they'd lose. I was certain they'd lose, <laughs> and uh, and they blew them out. Like it wasn't even like yeah. they beat Mississippi State, and I think overtime or double overtime, they just yeah. squeaked by Vanderbilt, who are two not very good SEC teams. And then still going yeah. up against Florida, I was like, oh man, this could get ugly. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they blew them out. Um, I found it funny that Coach Cal every year he does it a couple times. He uh, like it, he'll explode and. He, I, I'm convinced he does it on purpose and he gets kicked out on purpose <laughs> to light a fire under the boys. And, yeah, uh, yeah. he usually saves that for like, I don't know, a sweet 16 game or a big, uh, SEC tournament game against Tennessee. And yeah. he, he had to use it a little early this year in game one of SEC play against Mississippi State. So he kind of wasted that mm-hmm. one a little bit. Um, but, uh, it, it worked. They turned around, went on a 9 0 run as soon as he got, uh, as soon as he got tossed and, uh, they're playing yeah. a little bit better. I, have absolutely yeah. no confidence in them doing anything and even making the tournament, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. You can dream at this point. Right. And honestly, Liam, like as someone like, I know this is like, we, we played soccer, so it's the same, same concept, but I remember when my coach ever got kicked out, bro, I, I was fired up too. So <laughs> I, it works on time. I'm not going to yeah. lie. It works on time. I don't know about you, JD, if that ever happened to yeah, you, but yeah. it, <laughs> it definitely, I think it works sometimes. Sometimes it's like, okay, fuck, why are you doing that? But like, sometimes it works. It works. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like yeah, I don't know. Kentucky's it's gonna be tough. Like that's a really bad start. Uh, I don't, I don't think I remember last time I recall a situation where that's uh, really been turned around like that, unless they win like the SEC tournament. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I want to give Baylor some love because they've like not been able to put, string some games together because of, like so many COVID complications and stuff with like, other teams. Um, but yeah, they're finally stringing some games together. Um, they're undefeated, like we all expected, because they're one of the best teams in the country. Um, and they had a good game this weekend. Showed uh, against a good opponent, TCU, and showed that they can um, 
play with, against good teams. There are a lot of good teams to come to. Um, obviously in the in the Big Twelve, you you playing like Kansas, uh, West Virginia, Texas. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they play against them. But I have full faith in this Baylor team. Um, I think they're. Let's hope cross fingers March Madness comes back mm-hmm. because this is probably one of the best Baylor teams in like their history. So. Let's just hope because um, they're serious candidates, and I cannot wait to see uh, to see more games. And let's hope for that Gonzaga game, Liam, oh, yeah. uh, JD, because because yeah. that they've been talking and they said that they're still working stuff out. But um, conference play takes priority. Yeah. Um. So like they're not going to reschedule conference games for a game like that. So we'll see. Let's hopefully they can make it work. But um. Yeah. I'm, I'll be super excited if that happens because I want Baylor to get that experience, like that playing like a top five team, not in your conference. Yeah. Because um. I want to see. I want to see that. Yeah, I think Gonzaga like, is the favorite right now. But yeah, if Baylor could yeah. beat them, then literally the winner of that yeah. game, I think, is is the favorite. Yeah, because then like kind of JD, like you play like like I said, you played at University Ball. How important was it for you guys to like play like kind of really tough competition before your season started to be able to get you ready for like certain scenarios? Like how important was that like to you as a team and stuff like that? It was yeah, it was it was awesome. It was great for us. Yeah. Um, like obviously, interconference play is so important, but like you mentioned, mm-hmm. just to go out and experience. Uh, a tougher opponent like for us we would you know play some d1 teams in american schools in preseason to challenge yeah. ourselves and you know it's just a one-time thing like we don't we mm-hmm. don't really game plan for them as as much as we can for other teams because we don't see them and um, yeah year to year we don't know their style of play you just kind of go in there and figure it out um on the fly mm-hmm. at least from our experience yeah. i know these guys have a lot of different a lot more scouting and, and um, yeah for sure stuff to prepare for on their end but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Like like playing those those uh, tougher teams is is something that really can get you set for the season for sure. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I, I agree with that because like like even like you said like you don't sometimes you go in blind like not blind but you don't know that much about teams and that could help you because I'm sure like when you're in playoffs and stuff like you experience like teams like probably throw some plays at you and stuff like that that you you haven't had time to review. Um, your coaching staff maybe didn't plan for it or something like that. Like anything can happen in the game, right? Mm-hmm. So. Being able to like adjust to those um, in real time and being able to like make those adjustments is really important because if you don't have that prior experience, you're just going to be able to like, you just get blown over by anything that you're not prepared for, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I mean that is March Madness in itself. Is anything can happen? Yeah. And it's it's a <laughs> yeah. one shot every game. So I'm in the same yeah. boat. Um, I haven't been following college basketball as much this year, but yeah. you know if they're if they're able to make that tournament happen with all the crossover, of course, like. Mm. That would just be amazing. I think uh, all basketball fans would just love that right now for sure because we missed out on it last year. So fingers crossed that that can happen at some point this year and it all goes safely. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't know if we could survive two years in a row without a tournament. March Madness. For real, I wouldn't man. be able to. For real, yeah. I wouldn't be able to. God, I would not be able to. Yeah, so a lot of good games coming up. Uh, Liam and I will start reviewing more college ball now that like stuff is settling down a bit with the NBA. And college ball is picking up again, especially with conference play. Uh, so we'll definitely dive in in deep with that. Um, but I want to get to uh, kind of our honorable guest today, uh, JD. Thank you so much again for coming on on the pod. Um, we really appreciate it. But uh, give the listeners some like kind of background on yourself, uh, your experience playing university basketball. Um, I know you went through a serious injury in university too, mm-hmm. uh, playing basketball. So maybe take us through that kind of like what your mindset was. Um, kind of getting back and stuff like that. Like, just tell tell us everything about you. We want to know. The listeners want to know. Sure, the listeners yeah. want to know. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and again, thanks for having me on here. This has been so much fun. Of course. Um, a little bit about myself. So, uh, as Daniel mentioned at the start of the podcast, I played five years 
university basketball in uh, in Canada in the Ontario uh, division OUA for Laurentian University, um, which is in Sudbury, Ontario. If anyone knows where that is, um, <laughs> shout out. Shout out. <laughs> um, but I I. Got into basketball very young, was like uh, around it my whole life, pretty much through my dad. Um, he was very involved in, in basketball at all levels. He played university level um, for a bit as well and then kind of got right into coaching, um, you know, coaching with university teams and then like provincial teams around uh, nice. Ontario as well. So I was in a gym from very young, kind of like had a basketball in my hands and was very active in a lot of other sports, but basketball was definitely uh, my number one for for me, um, my brother was also very involved in basketball, so it was kind of cool to have, you know, a, a complete basketball family, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, then eventually made the jump to like take basketball a little bit more seriously, kind of right before high school and put a lot more focus into it. And it was yeah. my goal to, you know, play post secondary. Um, and as I went down that journey, like it became more and more clear that, you know, the, the place for me was definitely Ontario and staying in Canada for awesome. sure. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, and like kind of, kind of like Ontario is like kind of the, if you were to like kind of go to like kind of university, but I'd probably be Ontario, right? Like, yeah. In terms of like, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, more recently, like the other conferences have gotten a lot better and there are some great mm-hmm. pro- programs, um, in some of the other provinces and conferences across Canada. But mm-hmm. for a while, Ontario was like, kind of the i would say the hub and, and the center where a lot um there is just like more programs too for sure yeah um yeah and a lot more like story programs but it is it is starting to spread across now we're seeing a lot of great that's teams. good that's really nice that's yeah really good. um but i i definitely wanted to you know get away from home a little bit and sudbury was mm-hmm. uh, kind of like not too far it wasn't like i was going across the country but it was far enough yeah. that i could you know get my own experience and really focus yeah, on basketball sure. which was nice yeah um, and and how was kind of how was your like recruiting journey in terms of like getting recruited? Because I know like you don't live like too close to Sudbury, so like mm-hmm. it's obviously not like a home hometown like university type thing for you. Yeah. So, so um, for me, it's I'm from like a really small town too, like where I grew up. Um, yeah. And like wasn't in a big city, so I, like I was always traveling mm-hmm. with my high school team, and I would travel to go play with club teams. Um, yeah. To kind of work on my skill and stuff, but in high school. Um, kind of leveraged my dad a little bit with some of his connections he had to other universities to get some exposure yeah. mm-hmm. and some interest in that sense. Um, how I ended up at Laurentian, there was a little bit of a, a connection through my dad. Um, and we would always go up there. They would host like a, a high school tournament. And we would always go up there every season and play. Um, That's awesome. And um, yeah, the coaches expressed interest in me in my, in my final year of high school. Got to kind of watch the team play and experience their their culture which is a whole nother thing that you guys know of like once you're actually in their gym um (laughs) and it was really cool they they kind of just caught my attention and coach kind of gave me some confidence Mm -hmm. when he first spoke to me and and let me know that he thought I could fit in um and it was kind of just after that that I you know decided I'd go with Laurentian and um Mm -hmm. when that happened I just dove in right away like the summer after my um like graduated high school I went up to to Sudbury before school started and was like up there training and getting ready. That's sick. Um, that's dope. Yeah. So yeah. I, and, uh, sorry. And sorry to cut you off, but like, that's probably amazing. Like kind of you being able to visit schools and I'm sure you had a, a lot of, bu- like a bunch of other universities kind of uh, recruiting you as well. And like, I think like it was it's actually awesome that you kind of your perspective changed once you got there, you saw the games, you saw like mm-hmm. the atmosphere and stuff like that. Cause I know I don't want to boost our, our school. Like we have a, but like we have a really small gym. So like when you're playing in a home game, 
Like it's like like a lot of times when we went, like Liam and I would go watch games. It was like packed. Oh yeah, it was like packed, and like the fans are like right in your face. Like like it's like I don't even know how to like compare it, but it's like a <laughs> it's kind of like a like an EPL game where you where you're playing like in uh like uh Anfield, and it's like right there. Everything's like, everyone's like right in your face, yeah. and it's like it's crazy like how how like um intimidating it must be for like away fans because some some other programs have bigger gyms, like a lot bigger gyms, but. The, the fans are pretty far away. Like, like for example, like Ryerson, mm-hmm. you're kind of far. Like, you're not really that close to, like, the court. Yeah. So, I can imagine the, the atmosphere must have been pretty intimidating for a team coming in with, like, people put banging pots and, like, <laughs> yelling in your ear. Yeah. yeah. If you're, when you're, like, when you're inbounding a ball. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Definitely. Oh, man. Yeah, that was so fun going to going to watch you guys play <laughs> and just, we'd sit behind the bench, the opposing, opposing team's bench and just chirp them all game. And they'd oh, respond yeah. too. They, uh, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Stuck that's in the it, yeah, that's funny. So, some of your guys, I remember, because we knew them too, but yeah, some of your friends, JD, would have like, they would have like the game sheets of like people's names, and they would just be like yeah. in, in the ear, like calling, calling them out, ruthless. like sending chirps their way. Ruthless. Yeah, it was like ruthless, man. It was yeah. so funny, though. Like, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think from uh, from like guys that I talked to and, and played against and, and knew just through basketball mm-hmm. that were on other universities, yeah. um, kind of around our league. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd always hear from them that they never looked forward to to coming to play <laughs> in our awesome. gym. One because it's in Sudbury, which sucks, and two, <laughs> and two because of our true, of true. our fans and the the experience they knew they were going to get there. And it was it was truly awesome. Uh, our home games yeah, are always a crazy event, but yeah, yeah. So I ended up playing five years there. Um, and as you mentioned, I did go through an injury in my fourth year, which was through mm-hmm. my time. That was like our best season yeah, as a team that was it yeah we had a great mm-hmm. team that year i think the highest we got uh on like the rankings we were ranked fifth in the country at one point yeah it was amazing i, rem- mm-hmm. I remember that you guys were like finished season like 16 and 3 or 16 and 4 yeah there, right yeah we were rolling yeah. we had a we had a really good start to the season um mm-hmm. great team mix of like a lot of vets and and younger skilled talent as well um yeah. which was awesome and then in january mm-hmm. january 2018 i actually tore my Achilles um at the start the start of a a game it was like right up right at tip off and like I used to have the video on my phone and I would watch it from every now and then just to see how it Uh, happened yeah because it it like never really made sense to me but Mm -hmm. um yeah that happened and it's just weird to even think about now because that's three years removed but I was 22 at the time and I tore my Achilles and like Uh, you hear about guys tearing their Achilles and athletes like it's it's usually older guys like Kobe Mm -hmm. you know did it closer to the end of his career and he was on yeah. his way out. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Kevin Durant wasn't that old when he did it, but for a yeah. 22-year-old to do it, it is kind of strange. Um, mm-hmm. I actually tore it like at a different spot, like not at like the insertion, like at the bottom of my foot. It, it ripped from, okay. from my calf um, oh, from muscle, yeah. so kind of up the leg a bit more, which actually turned yeah. out to be better because it's not as okay. uh, tougher to rehab and kind of fix. Okay, um, okay, that's good. I didn't end up. How did it feel? How did it feel though? Like I've never torn Achilles <laughs> before, so I don't obviously don't know. Yeah. But like, did it hurt? Like immediately, as like, did you know? Like immediately, as it happened, you're no, like, man. I can't. I didn't know what happened. Um, so like that season, I was getting some work done on my Achilles because it was bothering mm. me a little bit. Like, um, okay, just as I was in the gym so much and like in yeah. preseason stuff in the summer, I was getting uh, like some physiotherapy done on it. And I got to a point where it actually felt fine. Like it, it felt good. I wasn't going as often. Um, yeah. And then it just happened in the game, like right up a tip off ball got tipped, like towards me. I went to go get it and like planted back and it, it just like snapped and I just fell yeah. to the ground while chasing the ball. Like I went to take another step and just fell. No right. 
Um, wow. And like, this is what everyone says too. And it was definitely the same thing for me. It felt like someone tripped me. Like I got kicked in the back of my, my leg. Wow. That's what it felt like. I looked back and That's I was like, crazy. what happened? And then like, yeah. I just like grabbed my foot and I was like, damn, like this is messed up. <laughs> like, Fuck. um, ended up Yo, going to crazy. like yeah. the hospital the next day and was in a boot and, and stuff. And <sighs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I remember, I remember we were like, we lived like really close together. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember seeing you around all the time with the boot and stuff. I was like, man, that, that just sucks. Like mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like, Oh, I can't even imagine going through that. Like, especially like not knowing, like, cause it's not like a contact injury. You're not around anyone, right? Like mm-hmm. it was just like, like it was just like you just fall to the ground. Yeah, uh, I can't even imagine. I think like th- one of the parts that sucked the most about it was like like you mentioned that is not a contact injury. It's not like I landed on someone's mm-hmm. foot and broke my ankle like that. It's a yeah. freak accident. It's just like it was gonna happen. I think at that point, if it, mm. it like if it didn't happen that game, it was probably gonna happen in like Shit. next week. So yeah, which really sucks to think about that. Yeah. Um. So at that point in the season, uh, we were actually rolling. I went down. Um, and then actually our, like our best player, Cadre Gray went down uh, a few weeks later yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we still made it to the playoffs, won our first round game, but ended up like not getting the, um, like a buy. We, 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 we were set up to have like a buy into the second round automatically, yeah. but we ended up dropping a few, um, games in the regular season and missed that buy. And we ended up going mm-hmm. out in the second round to, um, Carleton University, which is like the most storied franchise and yeah. our most storied which is University. like, a, it's like for, yeah, yeah for like kind of comparison to people in the states but like it was like kind of like the duke yes or like uh yeah like you and like you and well, probably duke is the best comparison mm-hmm. but essentially but yeah mm-hmm. no that sucks man like i definitely thought you guys were gonna make it far like we were watching your game you guys were dominating teams yeah yeah you guys were killing them run- but yeah so unfortunate and then for for me i'll just i'll do this quickly because i've kind of rambled on here but um no worries that was in my fourth year of university and here in Mm -hmm. in canada um athletes are eligible to do five years of athletics and that was always my Mm -hmm. plan i wanted to stay for five and after doing that um it just made even more sense to me that was like i'm not ending my basketball career with an injury like this yeah Um, for sure so that injury happened in January. I kind of rehabbed it all year and was like working on it to slowly get back on the court. And I think mm-hmm. it was like June, um, probably like middle of June. I was actually back on the court, um, nice. shooting okay. and like getting some workouts mm-hmm. in. Um, and then our team made a preseason trip to Costa Rica actually to play some like D1 teams, um, before our season yeah. started. This was in like mm-hmm. August. Um, and I was back on the court then I was playing in games and, That's dope. Yeah. um, was you know just happy to be back and we had a we had a good mm-hmm. team that year too not as good as the the year before um but again that's just not how i wanted to to go out with my basketball yeah, career and it was sure, so yeah. nice to to be able to get back on the court and, and compete again at the at the level that i wanted to be so yeah that's awesome yeah that's really awesome um and kind of to like like kind of post now like your present day and stuff like that i know you were telling me that you're kind of in still in sports mm-hmm. still working um, so can you tell me some, tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, after, after I graduated, um, I moved down to, to Toronto to live with my girlfriend and I definitely wanted to mm-hmm. stay connected to basketball. So I ended up actually, um, getting a spot on University of Toronto staff for their basketball team. It was kind of helping them out with, awesome. yeah. helping them out with, uh, video and stats and like some scouting, um, Mm-hmm. using synergy i don't know if, if you guys know that program or if anyone listening would but it's like a it's a video program where you can essentially watch like plays on on anyone from any leagues like ncaa nba OUA. yeah, that. yeah. 
Um, So I was in that a lot, like making different film stuff, which was great experience. Um, And now I'm actually um, out of Toronto and and living in a different city in North Bay now. And I'm part of uh, Canada College um, men's basketball program and helping them out there because of of COVID and, and kind of the pandemic regulations. We actually haven't been able to have a season yet. So um, kind of just monitoring as that goes, but still looking to stay connected to to basketball right now and, and like awesome. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I find I find it's always um, amazing when you can still do something in the field that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, for you, like you obviously played basketball your whole life and stuff, and for you to still have the opportunity to work in sports, um, be able to coach and stuff like that, or just be part of the staff in like a college team. Or university is that is actually still amazing because you're still doing you like enjoy going there right mm-hmm. like that's my big thing is like once you find something you really love doing um like go for it like don't like especially when you're in your 20s like um it's just this is a time where you kind of and i kind of mentioned this in the last part too when we we're talking to yelling and stuff yeah. but like just go for like whatever you want to do like this is the time to, to do it don't hesitate don't settle um just go for whatever you're doing and kind of this is how like I started this podcast and then yeah. obviously Liam has his own too and like with with uh, soccer and he's like on the co-host and on this one too so we just like do whatever you want and just like after that let it take care of itself as long as you put the effort it'll, yeah. it'll end up paying off absolutely I mean that's I was going to say about you guys too like doing this podcast is awesome just to, to see you guys being able to do it um, yeah I know we, we've talked before and we both listen to a lot of podcasts and I've always yeah. thought too like it'd be amazing to just, to just start one. So kudos to you guys for actually doing it. That's I love to thanks. see it. So you got a fan, yeah. you got a fan for life for sure. <laughs> appreciate it, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Liam, do you want to say anything? No, man. That's uh, yeah. All good, good vibes. Good stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, and actually there's actually like an interesting connection, JD, that you mentioned to me with uh, your family and like kind of, uh, basketball, like where you're from and stuff like that, or where your parents are from. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like kind of tell me about that and like tell me about, um, and I know your brother's kind of into basketball too and stuff. So yeah. like, tell me everything about that. Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned, I, I have an older brother and we grew up in a basketball mm-hmm. family. Um, and one of the ways that, that we've kind of been connected to basketball from the start is actually through my parents. Um, they grew up in a small town called Almont, Ontario. It's like outside of Ottawa, Ontario. Um, and it's actually the same town that James Naismith was born in. So the creator of basketball yeah, so right crazy. from the start. Yeah, that's um, so sick. That's so, so sick. Yeah. I would always like go back there as a kid and, and visit the town to, you know, see my, my parents' family and stuff. And there's a mm. statue of James Naismith like in the, in the town. That's so it was awesome. like, it was cool. Like yeah. we were basketball fans and like that just helped solidify it a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of just bringing that full circle and, you know, talking about how you guys have a podcast. Um, my brother who, huge basketball fan, huge Raptors fan as well. He recently um, started a basketball blog um, where mm-hmm. he's, you know, writing about hot takes in the NBA right now, speaking to different players and teams that are struggling or are hot right now and just kind of the current topics. Um, it's that's called a, Naismith News. Um, appropriate. Yeah. That's what he has to give you the background. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Like, exactly. I, I, the name yeah. is, is so perfect. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't have anything myself to plug, so that's why I did want to bring up um, uh, his. I mean, you could you could plug your IG if you want. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm pulling, up the, I'm pulling up the at right now. Um, yeah. So it is just Naismith NBA News uh, on Instagram. Yeah. You can find it there, mm-hmm. and then uh, the blog is just NaismithNBAnews.com. Yeah. Um, so you can go yeah. ahead and check that out for the the hottest takes around the NBA right mm-hmm. now. Um, that's dope. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we're hoping we're hoping uh, we can get him. Like, I'll, I'll we'll reach out to him or JD can co- like connect mm-hmm. us, and maybe we can have him on the pod. Maybe um, I feel like maybe he'll look forward to that, or like maybe just get him to write us something on blogs that we could put in Amateur Hour Sports Network. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to check out that again, um, that's like kind of our affiliate with, and we're really happy to be a part of that. So it'll be really cool to get him a part of something that we do. Um, I know, um, just like obviously us being friends and stuff. Like it was good to it was good to kind of have that connection, and then like kind of. You know, like who, I didn't even know like this when we like you just told me this recently. I was like, "What the hell?" Like it's crazy how mm-hmm. uh, everything comes like full circle like that. So yeah. it's, it's really cool. But definitely looking forward to like see maybe you can do you can hop on something, mm-hmm. um, and we, we could like collab or something. Yeah, we'll see. I think he had the the same idea as as you guys. It was just like he listens to a lot of a lot of sports content, and you know he feels like mm-hmm. he has a lot to say and wants to say and kind of join the conversation. So he just he just took the chance and started writing. So yeah, man, I mean, for sure. Kudos to it's never too late. Yeah, yeah it's never too kudos late. Kudos to honestly. him. Kudos to you guys. I, I think it's awesome that anyone can kind of be a creator right now. Yeah, for sure. Especially in the age of uh, social media and everything, it's the best time to do it. Mm-hmm. Be able to get out the your word with like a click of a button. Um, it's just all about putting the work in, though. If you don't want to put the work in, you're never going to be able to uh, to do what you want. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, that kind of uh, concludes our podcast. And actually, we could, Liam. I don't know if you have any like um, picks for us, though. I don't know if you want to mention anything. I do. I got two Liam's locks right, for here you we guys. Go. The Liam's locks and uh, hands. I know it's been a while, but we were on fire back in. Know, uh, yeah. Honestly, pe- people's pockets then. are getting dry because you didn't you yeah. didn't mention any of Liam's locks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Saying, that's why. Um, so it is tough with basketball because the lines aren't really out too far in advance. So I'm kind of trying to predict the lines based on what I think they're going to be as well. And so there's two for Tuesday night, one college, one NBA. So, um, we're covering all the bases Mm -hmm. and, uh, wanted to shout out, um, on Tuesday, we've got, uh, Dev versus Austin, our buddies, Dev and Austin. Um, cause Michigan plays, <laughs> Michigan plays Wisconsin and those two just go at it in, in group chat. So yeah. that could be a big, uh, a big game for, for our group chat there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, not, not for the college basketball landscape. No, though, just, no. just a group chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares about this, the actual college season? I just want to see those yeah. two argue about it. Um, yeah, I can't wait. but I am, uh, I'm going to lock in. So really tough to, to win on the road in, uh, in big 10, mm-hmm. historically tough. Yeah. Um, and Michigan is at home. I expect the line to be about five, maybe. And I think Michigan okay. coming off, uh, they just absolutely killed Minnesota in their last game. Um, who isn't mm-hmm. quite Wisconsin, but I think Michigan uh, yeah. gets the job done, covers the spread at home. Um, so there's my nice. lock number one, Michigan over Wisconsin on Tuesday night. Nice, nice. And then mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday night as well, we got Indiana um, at Golden State. And I still think uh, with betting lines, a lot of people are uh, kind of giving Golden State a couple, couple, uh, a bit too much respect. Um, so I think oh, the line... okay. <laughs> no. this goes back to the fact that you have no opinion. Yeah, it State does. It does. Yeah, exactly. This is a team <laughs> I like versus a team that I don't really like. I think um, I think Indiana will be favored, but it won't be by very much. Um, might even be close to a pick'em or an Indiana like minus two, minus two and a half or something. And I take that. I think sure. they. Uh, I think they roll into. Uh, into Oracle and uh, get the job done, win by 10 or so. So uh, Michigan mm-hmm. at home, uh, Indiana Pacers on the road Tuesday night. Lock them in. <laughs> I like those. I like, honestly, I like, I like that. Um, I like that Michigan pick. And I like, because I think college basketball, even though there's not that many, like, no, there's no fans. I think it still matters more so than in the NBA, uh, like traveling. So I like that Michigan. 
pick and then i really like the indiana like if it's if it's as close as you're predicting yeah, we'll i definitely are. agree Indi- yeah indiana is gonna is gonna trans golden state i feel they're playing good basketball maybe we can uh we can once the lines do come out we can throw something up on the instagram page dan yeah yeah we will for sure um and then we could even do we'll even do because i know liam you've been really invested in this um we'll do some nfl uh pick them too uh kind of like just just let, like we'll post it on our story we won't make a pot about it but just something that you f- you find interesting for the next i know we couldn't do it for this one uh for the playoffs that are happening like uh right now because uh, we're recording right now sunday uh january 10th so i think the the playoff games will probably be done by the time this pods out so we'll do it for next week we'll post some liam you let me know um what you like because i know you're really into the nfl betting too so um, NFL betting, soccer betting, European hockey <laughs> betting, Chinese basketball league betting, <laughs> darts, professional darts betting. Yeah. Virtual sports. Oh my goodness. Yeah, virtual sports. Yeah. Esports. Yeah, yeah. I'm in there. Give me some esports. I'm in there. He's got it all down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, honestly, I think that's kind of conclusive. I mean, it's been a bit of a long pod, but honestly worth it. Yeah, I like this such one. a fun time <laughs> with you. Great banter. Yeah, yeah, that was such a fun time. Though. That was great banter. Yeah, we covered basically everything. We have been off for a little bit extended time, so um, but time flew by. I just want to say a huge thank you to JD for joining us. I know um, it takes up some of your day to be able to take the time oh, to no join worries, us man. in our banter, but uh, we really appreciate it and like all the best to everything uh, that you're about to do. I know you just um, um, kind of stepping up your game, you know, getting uh, getting uh, that, those new opportunities. And um, I can't wait to see what, what you have in store for us. And um, yeah, we're definitely going to have you back for sure sometime. Yeah, no, I, um, I'd love to. This has been, like you said, this was this was so much fun. This was great. I didn't kind of know what to expect because I've listened to a lot of podcasts, <laughs> but never been on yeah. one. So uh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, thank you guys for, for having me here. And I, I'm excited to continue listening to this thing as, as you guys take off. Amazing, amazing. Liam, do you have any words for uh, for us and before we sign off and JD? Yeah, JD, loved watching you play in university and uh, loved <laughs> podcasting with you too, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Literally the, the original Lito Shooter. JD right. for three. <laughs> yeah, I remember those calls. Yeah, I love it. I remember hearing Liam on the court, man. I could hear him on the court from the crowd. <laughs> yeah, okay, can we, can we actually end one of this off? Remember, Aaron, JD, I don't know if you were there um i think you were but it was when <laughs> did you remember liam ran on the court <laughs> and shot a three do you remember that no one was no. this yeah no you, you probably wouldn't know but on your last season there uh year five i was uh i would go on i would ask uh, like one of the guys who was working the game for a ball and then i just go on at halftime and shoot a corner three and just break it. <laughs> i hit one i was about i think it was, I was, it was actually one for eight one it, was for like, it, it, it was actually like a thing like like everyone yeah. was just waiting for liam and like all the fans would watch and like as liam would sneak his way onto the court and, and shoot a corner three no and he'd like way. miss and like, i was like oh, oh we're probably we finally we're hit probably one. in the locker room and like miss yeah, this yeah. Yeah. Love to see that. That's amazing. I never, uh, like, I obviously know I'm a bad shooter. I never knew how ugly my shooting form was until I saw someone videoing it. And I'm like, oh my God, I look like that shooting? Jesus. <laughs> no wonder I'm missing every single shot. That is amazing. Oh my God. I totally forgot about that until you until you talking about yeah. watching JD. That's so funny. Oh my God. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, that's what, what a better way to end the pod. Than I that. love it. But, yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, remember, you could email any questions or anything you guys have to Two Compass uh, Podcast at gmail dot com. And yeah, get follow us on Instagram, subscribe, give us a good five star rating if you guys enjoy the content. Um, but yeah, thanks again, JD, and hopefully we see you soon. 
Um, and thank you everyone for listening. Peace.